Yes, hello, I am James Rowland, and today is the WNR 432. It's SummerSlam 2022, and it is a live show. And for the first time in years, we're going to start this live show with an alternate intro. And please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth and taste. I've been around for a long, long years, stole Million Man Soul and faith but luckily i am not alone i have a pleasure to be joined by the entire wnr team up first by my side for every wwe and aew pay if you just don't mention charlotte it is jaxi scarlett how you doing hello yes i'm doing well thank you happy summer sam yeah well are you excited for tonight because i know sometimes with wwe events but We've obviously had a change in the guard. Is there excitement level there? Definitely going to be intrigued with this one. Um, there's a, a couple matches I am looking forward to, so I'm, I'd say I'm excited to, for it to get started. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see what happens. You know, like we said, if it ends with Theory lifting the uh, Universal <laughs> Championship, I don't know how great some slam it could be. But up next, a man who is our resident NXT expert, behind the scenes, guiding us through Liverpool and Door. It is, of course, Monty. How's it going? Doing all right. Ready for the, the biggest party of the summer, as they call it, I think. I don't know. Do they still use that line? Anyway, I'm, I'm happy to be back for another one. Uh, I don't know. Big time show. Uh, first show post-Vince, I guess. First, you know, premium live event post-Vince. So, I'm I'm excited. I just I want Triple H to start calling it like Summer, you know, WWE Takeover SummerSlam, just to really get to Vince. You know, <laughs> the time is there. <laughs> but you never. It's know. better than putting WrestleMania in front of everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair, we could have WrestleMania SummerSlam, but uh, but by last but by no means least, I quote Michelle Obama, who shares similarities with our last member. Talent and effort combined with various backgrounds and life experiences has always been the lifeblood of our singular genius. And it is our resident genius as it is. It's Gina. How you doing? What up? What up? Hey, guys. It's great to have you on. Are you excited for SummerSlam here tonight? Uh, I think excited is a bit too OTT. I look forward to it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not jumping for joy. I mean, I, I'm intrigued to see where the, where certain storylines are going to go. But to be honest, I kind of forgot SummerSlam was coming around. So start yeah, as you mean to go on. Wasn't exactly there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look, we found that level. If look, guys, in this, however many hours we do it, if we can get Gina just that little bit more excited for SummerSlam, we have done our job. But we've got lots to cover. On the show today, of course, we've got Raw and SmackDown review, all the latest news, run through the card, and of course, predictions. But first, let's catch up with AEW. We've had four episodes of Dynamite and Rampage uh, since the Forbidden Door. We start July 6th, and Wardlow winning the TNT title. Now, these are just notes. Again, I'm not having to go at the product, but I completely forgot Wardlow's been TNT champion. Jackson. <laughs> Jaxie, what do you think of Wardlow winning it and his kind of month's booking since? I mean, I think we all saw this win come in. Um, we, <laughs> I think it's uh, it's just been a little bit 
uh, sidelined, hasn't it? That's I think that's the best word to describe it, really, because I don't really... We've not really seen him. We've seen promos of him, but we've not seen him in matches. We've not really seen him kind of solidifying a feud with anyone. Um, so right now I'm feeling a little bit deflated because I, I hoped that this would have brought a bit more um, to, to Wardlow and, you know, having him finally move past, uh, you know, what what previously has been going down, getting him into something else. But nothing's happened so far. Um I mean, I'll, I'll be intrigued when they do get him into something. But right now, yeah, it's a bit stagnant. Well, there's another couple of things, Jax, as well, I want to speak to you about on this actual episode because uh, blood is thicker than water because of Daddy Scissor in him. It was a famous one, the gun club versus the brand new faces they claimed. And also, they've decided now with the women's division just put two wrestlers together. Thunderstorm, probably one of the best tag team names. But again, it's just the women's division booking at this moment in time. I mean, like, again, my disappointment isn't at this pairing because I actually think that um, as a tag team, Thunderstorm, they look great together. Um, But my argument is, why are we actually having the AEW women's champion having a tag team run? Uh, It's really confusing. Uh, There's been no sort of like indication as to who could be coming for her belt. And it's kind of like, you know, I I don't want this run for Thunder Rosa to fall flat. And right now, compared to the reign that Britt Baker had, it, it just things aren't picking up she she needs more screen time if i'm being truly honest she's not given enough tv time to actually build and solidify a, a, an, another feud but it also doesn't help when you keep writing her into sort of the same storyline and and teaming her up with others you know she, we'll we'll talk further into this as uh, you get on with the episodes as you know she had a really great and outstanding match um, recently, but we'll get we'll get to that in a bit. But it's like it's not enough. We need a bit more TV time uh, for her to really do something with that belt, you know. Yeah, I think without shadow of a doubt, we also had Moxley defend his interim AEW World Championship, that's a catchy title, versus Brody King. Rampage had nothing of note. So the July thirteenth uh, Dynamite, Wardlow defend against Orange Cassidy. Cassidy has been on fire since his return. We get another Jericho segment. Uh, Moxley B. Um, Takish. No, uh, Monty, what's his name again? What, what's the, this Japanese? Come on, help me out here. Takeshida. 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 There's a woman's wrestler coming up that is so it's going <laughs> to cause problems as him is as well. Um, we get Luchasaurus killing the Varsity Blondes, Christian banging on about dead dads, uh, Cesaro beating Jack Swagger with, uh, well, I guess Seb Coulter will be proud. Uh, another women's match for the main event and another save, this time D beating Anna Jay with Mercedes running out. Uh, and then we have an event which was uh, for the tag team titles, the Young Bucks against Team Tales, Vicky Starks and Hobbs, Keith Leansworth, Strickland. Uh, Strickland delivered a double stomp to Starks to win the match and the titles and a bit of a surprise with the outcome. After this, I thought we want to see a bit more Swerve versus Nick. Uh, Monty, what do you think of this? Because you've, you've heard me call Swerve a star for so long. Uh, but still, is this him really getting his due considering his tag titles or should we just be happy? I think with the with the way AEW is running, we should just, you know, you should be happy that we're getting to see him perform and in this setting. 
for now because like we if I don't know if anyone has noticed but AEW has a lot of talent. <laughs> so uh finding time for everyone and everyone getting the display the the time that everyone deserves is almost impossible if you see what I'm trying to say. So when he's doing what he's been doing and, and, and like as a tag champion, you couldn't ask for more because honestly at first, you know, going back before they even won the tag title, I didn't expect them to be tag champions. So I'm just I'm sitting back and just enjoying the run and hoping that uh, everyone is uh, now getting to see a lot of AEW fans are getting to see what we saw uh, when he was uh, like you said a diamond in the rough shine. You can tell he's going to be a star in the NXT. So I just hope I just see bigger and better things going forward. I just hope they continue to you know uh, give him the push because it's, it's honestly it's a lot so much talent. Like at some point when they're actually on television regularly and they're getting matches, I'm just happy to see some of these guys at this point because that's just how much of a revolving door it feels like at times in AEW. Yeah, I think about that. Well, we saw Matt Jackson suffered a stinger during that match. Hopefully, he can make a speedy recovery. But this is a tag problem. They're falling into the same trap, saying two stars better than kind of the one. You know, we saw so many great teams in AEW. Uh, and again, Bucks versus FTR was the main event who I thought was going to come up of all out of full gear. Uh, but we've seen it. We've seen like Andrade and Roosh put together, Black and Brody, Darby and Sting, even Athena and Statlander. I mean, I get how many amazing teams they've got. Maybe stop putting Jericho every week. Once you notice the Jericho segment yeah. on every Dynamite and nearly Rampage now, it really does get a little bit... Um, kind of sick and another thing that really pissed me off was what i'm going to call ring of honor rampage uh, which was july 15th nothing i'm not i'm not watching a uh, i'm not gonna to be told to buy a pay-per-view and to care about what's going on in this show now gina this should be perfect you know we talk about uh being pushed to to watch stuff did you have any inkling to go towards ring of honor with all the advertising they were doing on the the shows I mean, I definitely think that I've become a lot more open-minded, especially with the whole New Japan pro wrestling insight that Monty's been feeding me. So um, at first I would have thought that me maybe a few months ago would have not really been interested in this. But um, I definitely felt like it helped catch me up on some storyline so that when I do watch Rampage and we're watching another Ring of Honor match, I kind of know a little bit more about each character and, who, who's what and who's boss, who's heel, who's face. Um, so I, I did find it insightful, but another part of me was a little bit annoyed because I was hoping to get some more storylines from Dynamite continuing. But instead, for me, it just felt like it was a complete different show. It was the Ring of Honor show. Yeah. I mean, the sooner Ring of Honor get a show, the better, because I will cut Rampage out because it's an hour of the schedule. I can say, you know, it's Ring of Honor is NXT now, but they're charging for the takeovers. This is what we're going to see. Uh, and also, the Athena Statlander tag match was a joke on there, no doubt about Dynamite, July 20th. Well, Derby was a crash test dummy for Brody King. I mean, Alan does love to bump, but the fans' reaction will only stay for so long without momentum, I guess. Black and King then beat up Sting, only for Miro to make the save. I mean, Jaxie, again, this is AEW. Miro versus Black in the singles is going to be great, but we're going to have to wait four months. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I mean, I definitely got excited hearing his music come out um, and just knew that it, it, things weren't over between them because, you know, he, he really does blame uh, Malachi for, for him not winning the All-Atlantic uh, Championship. So I'm definitely eager to see that. But yeah, when we're going to get that, I don't know, especially with, you know, an upcoming tournament that has just been lately announced. I have a feeling that Malachi Black might be a little bit busy. Mm. So when we're going to get this, uh, I don't know. But I'll definitely be checking that out. That would be such a great match. Yeah, and well, speaking of good matches, we had Moxley Newton winning his adoption papers versus the best friends. And then we had Luchasaurus um, allowing Jungle Boy to get Christian in return. I mean, they were in cahoots. Someone tell the Varsity Blondes who were murdered that everything's fine now, I suppose. Uh, and then we had Cole Carter failed a drug test, have a title match on Dynamite. But luckily, Ricky Starks made some quick work of him. And then we had Jay Cargill and Kira Hogan beating Athena and Willie Nightingale in the same position as always. And then the main event, Jericho beat Eddie Kingston in an absolute clusterfuck with Anna J. Hilton, who couldn't open up the cage, so they just kind of in a comical way. 13 people involved. And what even worse, Eddie loses. Uh, Monty, we talk about bad heat or go away heat. Baron Corbin doesn't think it was this. But for me, I think this <laughs> was, was the problem here. I mean, talk about everything covered in barbed wire as well. Why was the referee not covered in barbed wire? Why were the ring ropes not barbed wire? I mean, at least Funk and Sabu did it the old-fashioned way, but he couldn't move, you know? Oh, yeah. That was, looking back, by the way, that was a brutal one. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I see what you said. This was, like you mentioned, 13 people. I don't know if, I don't know if you can ever, like... Sometimes people say overbooked, and maybe we just... Sometimes that word may be used too much, but... This is the definition <laughs> of overbooked and just I don't understand if the conclusion is for Eddie to lose here, I really don't know what we wasted our time on. First I didn't mind the Jericho and the Appreciate Society getting all these victories because I thought, you know, I understand building them up because they need it. But uh, you know, for Eddie Kingston to still lose after all this stuff that Jericho put him through with Again, someone who don't need a victory. Jericho is the last person out of the whole entire society who needs a victory. Uh, it just, uh, yeah, I, I did not understand it. I was very disappointed in that outcome. And sometimes you just, I, it was plenty of times during that match where I'm just like, what am I watching? It's one of those, like, so bad, it's like you got to keep watching, though. Like, I didn't look away. I didn't turn it off like it was bad. But it's just like, <laughs> like, this is crazy. Like, what is going, what am I watching right now? So anyway, it was entertaining from that aspect of it, but I did not agree with Eddie Kingston not getting the victory and the whole Anna J stuff kind of felt. I don't like them doing that in the middle of this. You know, if they were going to do a turn, I felt like I, I'd rather it would have been, you know, teased better and done differently. Yeah, I didn't like them doing it the way they did it, but I'll let you guys, if you got anything to say about that. You know? Yeah. And, and I I agree with you as well. I just like I, f I feel like this should this should already be over, but like we it's clear and evident we must be getting like whatever round next this is like round four or five. <laughs> because, you know Eddie's not gotten the win yet, so yeah I don't know. It's a little frustrating because <laughs> I feel like again it goes back to what James was saying about you know that 
it always each week being about Jericho. Um, Jericho's involved in some way or another, whether or not it be John Moxie or Eddie Kingston, and it's like it still doesn't feel like things are done. So it's kind of like I I would like it if uh, we can move on from this at some point. Mm, yeah, I think that's the problem with AEW, and like I said, when you start noticing these little things, it does become a little not a problem. Again, again, it's still enjoyable, but it's just like, oh, if only they fixed that, you know. Uh, over on Rampage, we had um, Page and Johnny Hungy beating Butcher and Blade, and I'm sure Johnny was getting some bigger cheers than, than Page. And again, you could argue what have they done with Hangman since losing the AEW World title. But again, um, is it what we're going to see that was announced on Dynamite? We had a rap battle. We saw Hateman Baker win a tag match. And then the final Dynamite, the fight uh, for of the fallen weather is interim champ mox beat roosh now the blood after five minutes this has come like it's moxley now (laughs) is a bit like abdullah the butcher where you touch him he bleeds you know this is a kind of thing and the other thing that made me laugh they're demanding that he bleeds in every match i just know he's got some sort of fetish he's like i will not leave that ring until i'm bleeding Holy Rose, Ric Flair. <laughs> well, Monty, I've got an important question because JR, JR didn't know what it was. I'm going to ask you, do you know what mm-hmm. Willie is? <laughs> well, it can be someone's name. Uh, it can be, uh, you know, like a short for William. We have some people who short for William. They use Willie. Uh, it can it's be also other... a whale. Yeah, yeah, free Willie. Yeah, good point. Forgot about that. There you go. But yeah, there you go. It's just when Jr. was going, "What the hell's a Willie? What have we got two weeks for?" Looking that, that the four-year-old kid is, is pissing himself laughing. It really is it's true. Yeah. Anyway, good news, everybody. Jericho wants to be the champion, so we may be getting that coming up. Oh, but. <laughs> The trio's title was announced. Now, uh, Jack mentioned this earlier. We've been talking about it for a long time. This can only be a good thing. But again, which way are they going to go with it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. I mean, at this point, I don't really know whether or not to try and take a stab at it here, or whether or not we just see how things play out. Well, we might have to. If it's a tournament, we might offer bonus points for the winners. But... Like you said, there's so many six-man groups yeah. or three-man groups in uh, AEW. You know, like, so we'll talk about the Undisputed Elite. are going to make their comeback as well. Paige mm-hmm. maybe with the Bucks. House of Black, of course. But even Best Friends with Orange Cassidy. So there's a lot of thing here. Uh, but the yeah, next... About the Dark Order too. Like, they've got yeah. multiple members like that. You... <laughs> so... yeah. Yeah. It is so crazy. Like... like that when I mentioned the Dark Order. <laughs> No, no, you're right. They have plenty of, uh, you know, teams. That j- their chances of winning is not necessarily the highest to me. But hey, I wouldn't be surprised. Hey, I do, I do want to say this. We have so many championships in AEW. A lot of people are talking about time already, and then you got oh, a Ring of Honor coming in every now and then, and all that. It's just, I do have to say that I'm excited for this because we, we it's obvious that they were going to make these, but. You know, yeah. when it comes to time management, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm just saying, like, we do have to think about those things because we're already talking about 
like for example, the women's division not getting the time or the yeah. attention it deserves. And now we have a whole nother division being born. So I'm just saying. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, Something to consider. <laughs> well, like I said, we are always positive on the show. So we know. Uh, again, <laughs> I think Tony Khan did say, don't worry, guys, Pac will never defend the championship on Dark <laughs> So we'll be We'll be right about that. In a year's time, we'll be like, oh, Atlantic, what, what's that? Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Um, but, Gina, this next segment, I was thinking you because this was near perfection. We had Dan Housen, who did get a huge pop, but he lost to Ricky Starks in a quick match for the FTW title. But Ricky <laughs> wanted another challenge, and Hook answered. Taz got goosebumps and a tear in his and Hook hit Red Rum and was the champion, like father, like son. And what was really nice as well was a fist bump, a little bit of respect between Hook and Starks. But after the break, Ricky hit it out of the park with a babyface promo, and I mean really did, before Hobbs shockingly clobbered Ricky, leading to possibly the end of Team Taz. Now, Gene, there's a lot going on there. What were your thoughts? Yeah, as you said, it's so much happened in <laughs> that whole entire segment that it was it was hard because I felt my emotions were on one end and then straight shot straight to the other end. You know, um, I thought it was really great. I I kind of like I wasn't a fan of Dan Housen before. I have now since become a fan of him. He's quite entertaining, and I just find him funny now to watch. Whereas I didn't get him before. Um, I didn't think he was going to win against Ricky, so. I'm, kind of in a way glad that he didn't because I think that Ricky is obviously better than losing to Dan Housen um, just because of how much he's done so far in AEW and I feel like he needs to continue getting a push and that's what I think that they're doing here it was devastating for me to see him lose it to Hook but I also kind of was really happy because I know about how the FTW title feels to Taz and the fact that his son has now won it is must be a really nice moment for him but it was also bittersweet because my man lost. But I liked to see that showmanship at, mm. at the end, you know, where they respected each other. So my my emotions were upset because he'd lost, but I also was really proud and, and happy for Hook and Taz. Um, and then, but I'm not going to lie, I'm heartbroken about the Will Hobbs turn. I just really thought that Hobbs and Starks were going to get a title run together whilst they were still a tag team. I did think that eventually we were going to get this and, and Stark's going to do a, a baby face turn. So I did think this was going to happen in the future. I did not think it was going to happen right now, just because, like I said, I, I felt like Hobbs and Stark were going to get a tag team run at some point. Um, so I am a bit shocked, but I'm also intrigued to be like, okay, well, let's see what you, you do with this storyline then. And hopefully it does work out to be like great for both of them in terms of elevating them both on a singles run. Yeah, I know I, you know, talk about AEW sometimes. Maybe people think I'm more negative than positive. But this was so good with so many different ways. Like I said, even with the... They could have done it with Hook walking away with the title and that being it. But no, they can't. And Starks, like I said, that babyface promo, it, it's emotion, the, the connection with the crowd. They'd be willing to cheer. They've been wanting to cheer for him for a while. 
And if he keeps oh, the same... Oh, definitely. Definitely with that promo. And the thing that I've... I've talked to Monty about this with certain wrestlers that I've liked as Hills who've turned babyface and gone bland. I think for Ricky Starks to keep this Ricky Starks character to and just be cheered to make it, if you know what I mean, is the success that he can be rather than kind of kissing babies and kind of being a little bit bland. Yeah, rather than kind of make changes to his actual character to make him liked, mm. they've actually just made the character kind of have a bit of a redemption arc in a way to make the, the fans actually turn around and be like, okay, actually, I've got newfound respect for Starks. I'm starting to like him and things like that. So it's nice to know that we're not going to kind of get a repackaged Starks coming out like Raquel Gonzalez smiling all the time and patting kids <laughs> yeah. on the heads and knighting them and shit like we're not going to get that sort of like baby face starts hopefully we get the same character but just you know even more elevated because he's on the side of justice i guess now <laughs> yeah about that like i said and this is all the things that we're going to see and it'll be interesting with taz with hook and we saw you know backstage videos of how much it meant to taz be interesting because hook is he a face? Will he have still a connection with Hobbs? Because Taz see, still seems shocked by that. Will we see Starks and Hook? Or, you know, like I said, still questions to be answered. That most makes it such a good segment as well. Uh, we then saw Sammy Guevara beating... And it, it will also be nice to know if Hookhausen is going to continue in any way, shape or form <laughs> yes, too. Because yes. they've kind of, like, just stopped it in a yeah, way. Like, true. there was no interaction between Hook or Danhausen during the exchange of that match between Ricky, which is fine because we were focused on this next match to happen. But again, we've not really seen whether Hook's interested in hanging out with Dan anymore. So it'd be good to know if that's ended now or if it's continuing. I would know about not hanging around with Dan. And it does happen, you know. Um, but we saw Sammy Guevara beating Dante Martin. <laughs> um, speaking of great promos, I don't know if anybody is working with the young talent backstage on their promos. But we saw it from Ricky Starks and Jungle Boy. Man, he swore more times than me with mic issues. I tell you this. Uh, to call Christian a pussy straight out of the gates, plus lots of other really good stuff. And Jungle Boy wearing a jacket Christian threw on him as well. It tells the story there. Uh, Jaxie, what do you think about this new t- Jungle Man? Yeah, um, I kind of liked it. I know that that's the jacket that Christian uh, uh, draped over him, but he came out and I was like, check check Jungle Boy out, trying to go all Leon Kennedy from Resident Evil. That's what I thought of. So that was quite funny. Um, yeah, he, he, he definitely just, you know, went hard for Christian, which, you know, he has 100% right to do so, considering the amount of digs that Christian has been laying on him and his family um is is one of those things where i feel like this is going to be this is like his promos have already gotten um excessively better over the past coming months um as it is so i feel like you know we're going to slowly but surely continuously see, see a new build of character from uh jungle boy and see how aggressive he can become because i think christian is that type to get under your skin so i i'm definitely intrigued by this feud and and enjoying kind of what we're seeing come to fruition so we'll, we'll see how the match goes when they eventually get there yeah i'll, I'll just see luchasaurus like each week 
Chokeslam Jungle Boy next week. I'm just fucking with you, Chokeslam Christian. Next week, Chokeslam Jungle Boy again. Just keep keep repeating the Lucha Lucha. Ah, fuck you guys. Uh, or, or, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there with that. We also had some Swerve and Nice shenanigans. Uh, and then we had Thunder Rosa beating Miyu. Uh, Monty, do you want to help me out with this one? Yamashida. Yamashida. Yeah, see, I'm getting it. But you are kidding me with the names. Come on now, guys. Um, same position of card. Monty, do you know anything about uh, Miyu that maybe the rest don't? Uh, first, one of the first members of Tokyo uh, Joshi Pro Wrestling, which is DDT's, uh, which is another Japanese wrestling promotion. Uh, that's their sister promotion. So I know she's like, you know, one of the original faces of that promotion. So that's pretty much the extent. I've watched her team up with Maki Ito, who you guys may be familiar with of past AW uh, appearances. Seen her team with her a couple of times. But other than that, I have nothing but like base level information like that. <laughs> if people don't know, they think we've kind of, you know, run through the script or something. No, I just put Monty on the spot. And he came through again. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> that is what happened. You win some, you lose some. But the main event, uh, Danny Garcia versus Brian Danielson. We saw a mysterious hand. And then Garcia made Brian pass out with the sharpshoot. The biggest win of his life. I mean, not a great turn for Brian. But, Jack, see, this was shocking. Garcia got the win over someone like Brian. Oh, definitely. I did not see this coming. Uh, I definitely would say that it kind of the match ended with with my mouth open, like in shock, because I was not expecting that whatsoever. Um, I also just think like uh, with these shenanigans that are at play, can you really actually go ahead and say that like you you did it all by yourself? Was that Jake Hager's hand? Yes. That came up? Yeah. It was. (laughs) Just like, honestly... (laughs) If you're going to try and go ahead and beat someone, like actually do it one-on-one, you know? And that's all what Daniel Garcia was saying in his promo just before this, but he he did have help. So, yeah, sure. But, well, I mean, like, you know, I know he's he's meant to be a rising star and stuff like that, and this is exactly what Brian Danielson wanted to do, like have, have matches with younger wrestlers and, and sort of, like, put them over and stuff. But, yeah, this for me came out of nowhere. Yeah, well, I think without a doubt, this was shocking. But, you know, again, Bill's interest uh, to see, you know, Danielson lost a step or two. He's the only one of Blackpool Combat Club without gold at this moment in time. Will that drive him in different ways? He also was kind of like uh, teasing, like sort of an injury of some sort that, you know, was throwing him off balance and everything Mm. throughout the match. So uh, I'm not sure where this is going, but... I, I'm just going to put it out there and just hope that Brian Danielson's health is all well and he's actually okay. Yeah, I think we're about that. Then the final rampage, uh, July 29th, Orange Cassidy and Best Friends beat Singh, Dutt and Lethal in a pure... Even Page beat Leon Ruffin, don't call him rough. Claudio with the You Deserve It chance. I mean, I didn't watch the pay for you, so we're not actually going to cover uh, Death Before Dishonor. I know Cesaro beat Jonathan Gresham... Uh, to win the world title. I think Gresham also handed in notes with Tony Khan. And FTR won against the Briscoes. I will try and catch up on that match because 45-minute, two-out-of-three-four match between these two teams, it's going to be... I don't don't need to be told that this is a great match. I will just try and catch it. (laughs) 
even even I watched that match. It was awesome. I have to say, you have to watch it. It was awesome. Yeah, so we'll catch up at some point. And Anna J A S B Ruby Soho. Uh, so we'll move that to AEW. I mean, AEW's not been bad this this month, but like I said, we'll catch up on it more. Uh, of course, next up, we've got all. I mean, this is gonna have a WWE pay per view and an AEW pay per view on the same weekend. So there's still a lot to come. That's great. Well done, guys. Uh, but we'll move on to news. And uh, Sunny, yesterday my, my heart was full of rain. Now, we've been looking at this story, of course, about uh, Hall of Famer Tammy Sitch uh, being arrested for uh, a charge of DUI causing death. And uh, she had some more trouble uh, at court, saying that her partner in crime... Uh, was actually causing trouble in the court. Uh, The judge actually said uh, to Tammy that we actually heard him call me a dirty cunt, among other things I didn't fully catch. Um, Now, we'll start. Gina, do you really think when it's so serious as a DUI uh, causing death to bring in your partner who would then be swearing at the judge? I mean, I this is the first time I've heard of this actually. <laughs> so I'm I'm just like, well, what happened? Wait, what? So I'm kind of I, I'm kind of shocked just hearing this at the moment because I'm just like, I did not know about this. Yeah. Um. No, I don't think you should bring your partner into anything. If you've caused a problem, you saw it and you handle it yourself. You pull up your big little girl pants and you take it on the chin. You know, I, I don't think you should be looking to run behind daddy, mummy, partners, anyone to try and get you out of a situation that you got your ass in. <laughs> yeah, I think. Period. Yeah, I think without a doubt. Uh, which, you know, we talk about that and we joke, but it is quite a serious situation. Uh, over in Japan, we'll be focusing more on Japan with the G1 Climax coming up, uh, I think, later this month. But uh, Japan has made online insults punishable by one year in prison after Hannah Kimura died. Uh, She basically committed suicide. Anybody that does know the story of the young uh, wrestler after online abuse on social media. So Japan's parliament has made online insults punishable by prison. The new law comes over social media uh they'll get a, a one year in prison or fine of about 1800 uh and you know they, they, this for me is a great idea now jacksy we've spoken about twitter being a horrible place before and to push a wrestler to feel like they have to commit suicide but japan actually doing something should this be something for us to have a look at as well and start banning people who are just twats online i mean i definitely think that this is a universal uh, sort of uh, potential problem solver um you know every country over the world have some form of uh you know online abuse that takes place every day um and it's it's not cool we always kind of you know bring this up every now and again because a lot of this abuse is usually uh pointed more in the direction of those who who are like sort of well known and famous um it it's it definitely was a very big shock to hear about what happened with Hannah and um I just commend Japan 
for actually taking these measures seriously and actually doing something to try and put a stop and an end to cyberbullying. So um, I, fu- I fully support it. And if it if that law came over here, I would support that too. Yeah, I think about that. Um, we're getting more wrestling in the UK, everybody. Just in case we didn't have enough, Major League Wrestling is coming to screens in the United Kingdom, screwing a deal with AOZAT TV. Now, trust me, I've been told this is a channel uh, on 191 for Sky TV customers. They'll be airing a weekly fusion show Wednesdays at 9 with classic content airing from Fridays. Court Bauer uh, has helmed the New York-based company 2002-2004 and it's been revived in 2017. Um, Again, Monty... I don't know a lot about MLW. I probably won't be watching it. It can only be good that they're here in the UK. But they have had wrestlers that um, are too bad, <laughs> if if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, the little bit I know about them, uh, the couple clips and the little bit that I've seen, you know, they have, you know, they've had Tom Lawler on their show. They've had Jacob Fatu, you know, Killer Cross, people that you respect. Has been in those rings, even Swerve Strickland at a time, JF in the past. So uh, I don't necessarily know much about their current roster and what they've been doing as of late. Besides, really Jacob Fatu, because <laughs> that's my I keep up with him. But other than that, I think, like you said, only being you know expanding and going you know overseas is a uh, is a positive step for uh, these sp- smaller promotions. You know, and that that only means that they're you know possibly growing and getting more popular. So we'll see. You know how well they do out there in that market, but yeah, sounds like good news for them. Yeah, well, speaking of Jacob Fatu, an excellent link, and remember, people, we've not planned this. Uh, he's taken on Josh Alexander, the Impact World Champion, uh, as part of Ric Flair's last uh, match yeah. card, which is taking place on July thirty first. Ric Flair will team with Andrade Iwidalo in his farewell match to wrestle Jeff Jarrett. That's right. That's T and Jay Lethal. What do you think of this, Monty? Is there a The rumours are Ric Flair suplexed off the fucking top. Are we going to see a moment? Is this Ric Flair's last? And just forget that match. Just it's his last. Just last in general. Just, yeah, who knows, man? I, I hope I, I'm hoping not. I don't want that to be the. You know, it'll be. Yeah, it's just like when Mike, like Michael Jackson, for example, in his last tour being called "This Is It." Like, you know what I mean? It's just leave. You don't want that. You know what I'm saying? You don't want that to be the the, the image in your mind if that happens. So I'm hoping I'm, I'm hoping that's not the case. But I heard that rumor, but I also heard that Charlotte was like, "Hell no, you're not coming off the top rope." So I don't know. Which one is true? I hope she was. I hope that is true. And Charlotte was like, "No, father, no. You're seventy. You're not jumping. You're not coming off the rope. Bad enough. I'm letting you. We letting you wrestle. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I don't know what to expect. All I can do is just hope the best. You know, I'm, uh, someone like Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett. Uh, you know, at least you can assume that he will be in good hands with Andrade right there. Also, so you can assume, you try to hope for the best, but I don't know how as far as entertaining and being watchable. I don't think it'll be the most palatable wrestling you've ever seen. Uh, so I don't know. I just I don't know what the best outcome, but I'm hoping for it. If, well, you, if you see what I'm trying yeah, to say, yeah. I don't know yeah. what it is, but I'm hoping for it. <laughs> if I said that. And by the way, that's why Jeff Jarrett looks so good in his, with the ref shirt. You know, he's in shape. He's getting, you know, got a wrestle. So kudos to Jeff for looking, looking pretty good. 
they turned off them because he was like, fuck, wearing a normal ref t-shirt. Give me the <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I seem right. to have ripped the sleeves off. Oh, I'll have to... Uh... <laughs> Well, I'm out. Yeah, like we said, let's hope all survive. Um, speaking yeah. of survival, you need to be a hero. Let me be your hero. Because there's a couple of great news stories. First up, Psycho Clown. If anybody's ever heard it, you know, there's wrestlers all over the world who are considered national heroes. Of course, you've got John Cena in the United oh. States, Bret Hart in Canada, Hiroshi Tanahashi in Japan, in Mexico. That hero is Psycho Clown um, because he had to deal with yeah. the young fans hopping the rail just for a chance to snag <laughs> his T-shirt. More recently, though, Psycho's been inspiring fans to face their fears and be brave as exemplified by a recent story that was highlighted on his Lucha blog. The actual Psycho Clown's viral story this week was an eight-year-old boy who got his COVID vaccination wearing a Psycho Clown mask because he knew he'd give him strength to take the shot without crying like his hero would do. Psycho Clown tracked the kid down after hearing the story and met him over a... Uh, the video and sent him an autograph mask and t-shirt and the kid may be coming to triple mania as well uh he said i talked from a girl from my house he said you're fully invited to the last chapter of triple Mania. we will win this fight ourselves um this uh jackson this is brilliant you know I just love being able to see sort of the wrestlers give back and I just know that they enjoy it as well. We've kind of seen it, you know, from our side with John Cena and stuff. And so just to, you know, put that effort in to tracking down something, uh, a, a little boy that uh, on what went viral, it's, you know, it's even about the effort that that person puts into it. And so it's just a very feel-good moment. Makes me feel very happy inside. Well, this is not it. There is other heroes and there's an American hero as well. This time for a tale regarding a wrestler from the NWA. Also happens to be an Italian fashion model, romance novel, and now a hero. Introducing Mercurio. A man known as Mercurio, okay, Brian Idol, rose to the aid of a fellow wrestler, Natalia Markov, as the stories were reported, explains Markov unwittingly stolen uh, during a flight. Mercurio came up with the idea to track the AirPods from a purse to potentially locate the culprit. This led him to a Walmart in Florida. Upon arrival at the store, Markov received a bank alert for a $700 TV purchase. McCurley eyed a man in line trying to buy a TV and confronted the suspect. The thief ran away, but he could not escape Mercurio. The hero tackled the swindler and held him down until police arrived. They managed to get a full refund. And he got up and carried on his day. Uh, Gina, again, another real hero. Yeah, that's an awesome story. It's so nice to hear like things like that can, can happen. And, you know, no one really wants people to put their lives at risk for them. But when things happen like that naturally, it's nice. You can tell that that's part of their personality. They always want to be able to, if there's something bad happening, to be able to intervene and... and in some way help and be a hero and it, it, that's what's happening here and it's happening all over the world and there are probably several several other stories just like this one that we all haven't heard about or seen because lots of heroes don't exactly boast about it themselves mm. so um yeah fair play and congrats and i'm glad the girl got her money back 
that well i had to do some good kind of wrestlers because we're just about to talk about vincent mann so you kind of have to balance it out a little bit because three that we had uh myself and monty spoke about this was of course vincent mann retiring from wwe over the you know as we know at this moment in time the stories of McMahon paid four different women a total of more than $12 million over the past 16 years in exchange for science regarding infidelity and sexual misconduct. Uh, so, Jack, say I'll ask you first. We are living in a, a post-Vincent world, I guess, in Brie. Uh, what are your thoughts at the moment in time? Because it's still hard for me to kind of process this. Yeah, I think this is a sort of testing the water stage, you know, like I I know that uh, both Stephanie and Triple H have sort of stepped up within their roles um, and there's been a sort of major sort of change to the structure of how WWE is going to be run going forward. So I'd say I'm apprehensive, but not necessarily in a bad way. I'm just kind of keen to see like maybe what changes will be made um, now that, you know, we, we are at a stage with Vince finally not making the final uh, decisions on things. Um, I, I'm equally as excited at the prospect of remembering, you know, all like some of the good that Triple H had brought to NXT. And that's what had initially pulled me to watch that show in the first place. Um, and especially as there, there are sort of rumours of WWE reaching out to Sasha and Naomi again. Um, just these sorts of things. I think I, I I guess I'm hoping that uh some some relationships will be sort of mended um as, as a result of this. Um, so I'm trying to kind of see it as a, a a potentially positive outcome of things. That being said, this is kind of the first time that we're we are getting sort of like no Vince. So it's um it's it's going to be a trial and error, I think. It's good to be, I mean, Gina, what were your thoughts? Because obviously with Vincent Mann, you know, a lot of people want to talk about uh, what he's done, you know, and how he changed the wrestling business, which he did. But again, I was saying to Monty, I don't think now's the time. Uh, but Vince Gunn is, is going to cause, like you said, a, a massive kind of hole in WWE and Triple H, Stephanie Beaner wants to fill it. Uh, is this positive, you know? I mean, I definitely think it's positive because it's showing that action is being taken finally. Um, because in a way, so many, again, not just Vince McMahon, there are so many people in that position of power who have gotten away with so many cruel things that they've done in the past and they've gotten away and still been able to live their best life. And it's, it's, I'd say it's a step in the positive direction but they kind of took their time kind of getting there. Even when the allegations freshly came out, you had Vince McMahon himself show up on Raw and SmackDown to just kind of rub in our face that he is he's that powerful, that he can have these type of allegations come out and he show up on live TV the next day promoting himself and his company and where he's got. And yes, you've built this company, Vince. Yes, you've been this successful, but on however other many people's backs and at their expense. And so now it does kind of feel like you are kind of getting what you deserve. But sadly, it's kind of like, in a way, it might be coming a little too late. But I would always say it's better still to come come now than never come at all. So um, I think it's a positive that he steps away. I think we need to start a new era with WWE. And I think that these are like the next steps that need to be taken for that to happen. Yeah, I mean, 
the thing for me right now is that we how we started the year, you know, and even through the year. At one point, Triple H was done with WWE, the same with Stephanie. They're back in charge. Who knows? Shane will probably be leading everything by the end of the year, seeing how 2022 is going. Like, honestly, I'm not sure. The The only thing that, again, if this is a kind of full-time thing, the, the thing about WWE with Vince McMahon was you knew who was in charge. Will the same be said for Triple H? Or will it then be a case where you go, well, is, is it Stephanie? Is it Triple H? Is it, you know, whoever is in the creative process? Because even with AEW, you can say, it's Tony Khan, you know, as opposed to maybe what could be in WWE. And also Kevin Dunn, who is known as executive producer and had been around him and man, you know, it would be Vader and Palpatine would probably be the analogy of the two. Uh, he is not a, a Triple H guy as it was. And it looks like he will not be around well, again, maybe a year out or so, but everything can change. Uh, Monty, with Kevin Dunn and Vincent Mann leaving, this is truly an end of an era, though. Yeah, you know, uh, the the wrestling that, that everyone, a lot of people, you know, not only grew up on, but have been following, you know, for forever now. Uh, that The people who were responsible for that, at least uh, for the most part, to our knowledge, is, you know, like you said, done. And that is something that a lot of people, in my opinion, you know, would have to get over. But honestly, since this, since this thing started, honestly, uh, the, the because of the, the type of accusations, they were. I knew things were going to continue. That the smart thing was going to have to be that Vince McMahon had to go. It was just not good for business for him to continue to be associated with WWE with all of the stuff going on. I mean, over here in America, there's rumors that HBO is working on something on uh, to uh, put out about Vince. Uh, Wall Street Journal is still investigating more things. So, like, it, it's more. It's a lot of things going on. Like, and it may even be more than what we already know. That he's that he's done wrong. So uh, it was always I always kind of felt like the more that this continued on these headlines, the more likely Vince was uh, was going to have to step back. It is still shocking. It was still uh, an unbelievable moment. And now now I really do want to know, like like you said, like Jack mentioned, what is going to change? Like it's going to take time. I, I'm not expecting everything to change overnight. But like, what will will it be gradual changes? How will it change? Who who will this change benefit? Will it will we notice it? Will we not notice it? Like all types, of, you have a lot of questions, and I think that's good intrigue. Something that WWE hasn't had in a long time, which is intrigue about what is going to be different. I think even whether you left WWE or you came back to watch them over the last five or ten years, you've always had something. You always knew that, like you said, Vince McMahon was booking this, so you can always kind of understand where. All right, this is probably going to go like this because this is how Vince usually book these things. Ah, Vince like big guys, so Finn Balor, ah, he's not going to have a chance in this match mm. with Omos or whatever. Blah blah blah. You know what I'm saying? That was the type of thing that you just knew when because of the many years of watching how Vince booked. Now, you know, will that will this be fresh? Will this be completely different? Will stories have more time to develop? Will we get longer winded matches? Uh, better thought, more thought out stories for the ladies, like all types of. Thing that I'm curious about now, and I think that's where fans, if you've been watching WWE, have not been in a long time. So that's the positive yeah. uh, of it all, and uh, and I think that's the the best way you can possibly look at it right now until we know exactly what's going to change and what's going to be different going forward. But all the hype, I, I have to say, they have been on a slope of just bad press every day for weeks, and then as soon as Vince mo- remo- is removed. 
now I'm just hearing all types of like in the wrestling media, just seeming seemingly positive, hopeful type of articles and all types of stuff being reported when it comes to WWE. And it's just funny to me how that thing, how it happened. But I understand how business works. They want to look as stable as possible right now because as in the last few months, they have not looked stable. So this, this is the important thing. I mean, like I said, small things like Max Dupree still having the job. You know, it looked like he was out on his ear a couple of weeks ago and then kind of back doing it now. But what you, you know, everybody's got to remember, yeah. and again, I don't want to be this guy, but Vince is majority shareholder. And exactly. Like, and like yes. you said, this is the interesting thing. Him to leave, the stock share went up, I think 6%. So at this moment in time, <laughs> there is no better way to sell a company. Now, I'm one of those guys that always said Vince would never sell WWE. Well, Vince is not there anymore. And if he's not, yeah. again, it's like, I'm going to say with me, you know, if you can't control what you've created, if someone said to me, we'll buy the WR podcast off you, but said you can't host it, I'd be like, how much you got then? You know, give me X amount. Yeah. So WWE then could get, you know, billions of dollars, which would then side through to Vince, who could then quite happily go into retirement as long as there's no, you know, kind of further excess charges at this moment in time, and make a killing. So at this moment, Vincent Mann is still protecting Vincent Mann. This was the way to do it. So there's even a kind of extra layer there to that. Um, so like I said, very, very interesting times. And then the crazy, I say the crazy, Shane McMahon, the new story about Shane McMahon came out about the Rumble, because I always thought Shane McMahon was all right. Trust me, I've never met him, but the stories. But apparently... He, obviously, at the Royal Rumble, changed everything and was super unprofessional, pissing Brock Lesnar off. Vincent Mann basically said to Shane he would never get shot in WWE whilst he was around. Now, obviously, Vince is not around, but Shane Ooh. and Triple H had never been on. But Monty, for that to happen, is, is crazy. Don't, don't they remember WrestleMania 20 and them holding that little baby? <laughs> <laughs> What an obscure reference. I forgot about that, actually. It's been a while. But, yeah, uh, it's been a long time in between that moment. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow, Jay. Show your age. Uh, also, <laughs> do you remember when Shane was uh, trying to protect Vince when he took the uh, the elbow through the uh, yeah. off the ladder at WrestleMania from Shawn? Yeah. Like, they used to be so close. It's so It's crazy to me. I you know what? The thing is, this is the thing about being in the public eye. Like, as much as you, some people want it, you want fortune, you want public eye. But, like, it's so weird when I'm talking about this in this context because they're family. So don't it feel like I shouldn't see, hear anything about that conversation? Like, you shouldn't hear someone telling his son he would never be, you know, allowed to do anything in this business again with longer here. Like, that feels so personal. But that's just where we are in this age now. We get, it's the same we're Vince. getting stuff like that now. <laughs> it's the same Vince that went up to Stephanie and Shane and went, do you want to do it with incest angle? When they yes, went, yeah, that means. <laughs> no, no, that's yeah. too oh, far. God. Don't get Brock to do something he doesn't want to do. All right? That's my limit. Vince who thought of Katie Vick. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just Ugh. unbelievable. But um, that's it. It'll be interesting to see what happens. We have got four episodes of Raw and SmackDown to catch on. We'll start with Raw, July 4th. And, of course, it was Independence Day, so USA, USA. But the Mysterios did have a nice moment in their hometown. (laughs) 
paying homage to Eddie. Liv and Belair teamed up to beat Mella and Natalia. They seem to like each other. Liv used Bianca's braid to break the sharpshoot, which was actually really good. Rollins beat Zeke in a really entertaining match. Riddle hit an RKO on Seth to set the stage for SummerSlam, or so we thought. Uh, Monty, do all Americans do hot dog eating contests? Is this something that just happens in every street corner? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 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 I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. Not at all. <laughs> it's just one of the things that we were told that is very American because I don't even think it's that like do people? I don't even think people eat hot dogs on an everyday basis regularly. Like maybe in some places, you know, maybe, but not really. But I don't know. Like I said, maybe in some places they do. No. Well, Ot- Otis went from Money in the Bank winner to the new puke. Uh, Bobby Lashley with the yeah. Profits beat Fear in Alpha Academy, but Profits and Bobby made a great team. And Becky Lynch beat Oscar in a no holds barred match. Uh, Jaxie, the women main evented Raw and was really good. See, AEW could learn from them. Yeah, I mean, like, look what you, look what look what happens when you just give two ladies the ring. You know, um, again, just decent. Wrestling. It was a great match, to be honest. Uh, was I a little bit disappointed at the outcome? Yes, but I wasn't entirely disappointed because it was a great match between both women. Yeah, I think about that. And then SmackDown July 8th, the Bloodline promo to start with Fury looking on. Nakamura answered Walter's icy challenge. Uh, Corbin taking Pat's place. Dance just like him. Now, we've had a go at Happy Corbin a lot, you know. But I think him on commentary pretending to be Pat... And dancing to Nakamura was actually funny. Corey joining in. I'm not sure about Corey. Gina, have you... I mean, you you know what I mean. I just... With Corey, I'm like... Meh. I don't think he's great, but... You know, am I being harsh on Corey Graves? Um, maybe, but I also get where you're coming from. I mean, I don't know if it's because I feel a bit more biased towards Pat over Corey as a commentator and, and the type of commentating they do. You know, they're like the heelish ones that can kind of be mm. jokers as well and say and do whatever they want, whereas Michael Cole is the one with a stick up his ass and is kissing ass all the time. So for me, I do prefer Pat over Corey, and I, so I don't know if this would be a biased response. But I think there's something about Corey that sometimes it just feels like it's a bit he pushes it a bit too OTT or is like he's forcing it. Whereas with Pat, it just feels a lot more natural and just flows more naturally. And with Corey, you're just like irritated. It's like, oh, sit down, Corey. Yeah. And also he's <laughs> a dick to Byron Saxton, which, you know, it does work sometimes, but mm. it, the face commentator needs to prove the Hill commentator wrong in picks. And how they do it. For yeah, but Byron, the abuse he didn't even get that. He didn't, no, he that, didn't that, even get the chance. <laughs> The whole point, like Gorilla and Bobby Heenan, I'm showing my age, I know, but back in the day, was Heenan always backed the wrong horse, and that's what made they it funny. Made. Um, <laughs> you know, even with King and JR, you know, with King with the uh, being a corporate commentator. And then um, we saw Nakamura <laughs> beating Ludwig Barthel. Is there worse punishment, uh, Monty, than Volta? chopping you if you lose. I mean, I, I wouldn't want that in a million years. Yeah, and you know what? It, 
as the weeks go by, it's going to get more confusing because it, it ended up like it don't even matter what happens. He's going to get chopped. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But anyway, yeah, that what, what a horrible job to have. Horrible friend, too. Just got to whoop my ass all the time. Like, why? He went, like, we know he's a badass, so why you got to take it out on me? It may, it kind of, like, I get it, it's fine, but it do kind of make him look like, why are you introducing him every week when you know he's just going to abuse you? <laughs> he loves him. He can't help it. They've been together for a long Fair time. Fair one-sided love. <laughs> Unrecorded <laughs> love. <laughs> this, these two, there'd be another fella they joined in with, but he left. But now, you know, we'll ah, see what happens. Started smiling a lot. Yeah. Um, well, Liv Morgan got a You Deserve It from the crowd. We've got some shenanigans. Then Ronda beat Natalia, and we're going to get Ronda versus Liv rematch for SummerSlam. In the main event, Sheamus used COVID to get a main event in, which, again, is saying a year ago... <laughs> Yeah, they didn't even want to say that it existed. <laughs> and now me like right in the promo, I couldn't believe it. But Seamus is <laughs> yeah. coughing. Everybody should just be like, what what the fuck? All Mag- over the bike. Yeah. Magtar squash butch done, finished him off with a claymore for using his sword Angela to cut the top rope in a spot which would have meant more if we had not seen it at WrestleMania and his sword <laughs> wasn't bent as fuck up. Because how does that happen? You got a bent sword after doing that, and then perfectly straight the next week. You know, work it out. Um, <laughs> Raw, eleventh of July. Brock destroyed Alpha Academy. He made Otis fly. Jaxie, did you see Otis flying from Brock Lesnar? Because <laughs> even if he wanted to or not, he flew like a bird. I did not see this, but now I want to go back and see that. <laughs> Otis is just like, you won't be able to help my help. And Brock's like, no, get to fuck. It honestly is hilarious. Uh, we saw Finn Balor beating Rey Mysterio. And then in the Money Bank rematch, Carmella beat Bianca by count out, thanks to uh, Bex. Then uh, Chumper paired with Miz. Do you know what? No one leaves Miz the same. It, it's, it's, I don't know. There's no, not another wrestler who hasn't built anybody to a certain <laughs> being released, released like Alex Riley, Damien Sandow, you name it, The Miz has fucked him up. The only person he hasn't is actually Maurice. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. And the main event, Riddle and Bobby Lashley defeat Seth Rollins and Fury. But Dolph Ziggler, yes, Dolph Ziggler, everybody, returned in a match, uh, stopping Fury from using an illegal pin. And then hitting him with super kick afterwards. Gina, Dolph Ziggler back. I've always liked him, but this is a bit weird to be in the main event of Raw. Okay, so I will admit I did not watch the Raw set like that actual episode, but I watched a, a catch up, like a ups and downs, so that it would tell me what happened. And when I heard Dolph's name, I was like, What? Like, why though? It's just so it's just so random, and I don't know. I I don't know where I I I clearly felt like I I must have missed something else throughout the show for this to happen. You didn't. And, yeah, that's the fact, the, the fact that I didn't. I actually went back and watched the raw episode today just to see if I had missed like some sort of drop of like dog coming in, and there was nothing there. So again, what? I just, yeah, it was just really random for me. And now they put him in this random kind of tag feud 
with AJ going on and I'm just trying to keep up with, is this going to be an ongoing storyline for the next six weeks or is this just <laughs> something to fill time for the next two weeks? Because I'm just lost now. Yeah. You I mean, know? <laughs> it's great to see him. But again, Robert Roode's sitting at home eating his cereal and going, when did Ziggler return? They were going to call us both, weren't they? <laughs> like... Dirty dogs forever I thought we were a package deal. Yes. I thought we were a package deal. I didn't get the call. That's weird, but um, we move on to SmackDown July 15th. Uh, Pat McAfee. First up, I want to ask all three of you. Pat McAfee or Pat McAfee? Am I saying, is it McAfee or McAfee? McAfee. 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 That's the way we see it. McAfee. Yeah, yeah. McAfee. McAfee. McAvee. Right, McAfee. The, the A is a capital. It's like, like <laughs> it's more pronounced. So McAvee. You know? McAvee. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Well, Doesn't, Pat... the, that's how they say it. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> Pat McAfee. McAfee. You know it's going to be Pat McAfee for me. It just, I can't. <laughs> it's going to be something get McDonald's. Can I have a Pat McAfee? A large Pat McAfee. McAfee. <laughs> just, uh, yeah. Well. <laughs> He started a show, and if anybody says Logan Paul can't be a face, well, Pat showed here with the love that he had from the crowd. I have no idea how it happened, but it, um, when he had a back and forth with Corbin, I should know. Happy said he had monkeypox, so if anybody's keeping count, we've had Seamus yes. with COVID and now Corbin with monkeypox. <laughs> two pox. times, two weeks in a row. <laughs> two weeks in a row. I'm sitting here like, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> I, I honestly, I just serious illnesses. It's not good. Uh, we see Liv beating the New Day mocked the vicious Viking. Lacey Evans with a hill promo. Drew beat Ridge, um, and then a look at the future. Fury and Moss ended in DQ, but that was good. I did love here. Usos backed up Sami Zayn. Uh, when he was talking trash to Fury. The pop that got was brilliant. And then Dawkins pinned Jimmy. And then a special guest referee at Sum Sum. Yes, Jeff Jarrett. As we said, T Ain't he great? Jaxie, what do you think of the Usos backing up Zane and about the special yeah, um, I, I I must admit it was like a little feel good moment for me. I just you know you know I'm a bit biased and I love the Usos anyway, but like just seeing them, yeah, come back him up, that was a real feel good moment. Um, with the whole Jeff thing, I was just kind of like, why? <laughs> Are you nearly I drink that? <laughs> but why? What? True. To this whole thing, like he's not—he's not known as. Well, I, I guessed it. Was Tennessee, they were like right. yeah. Tennessee. I told you, Tennessee I mean, Yeah, that's it. <laughs> There's no other explanation. <laughs> he's, from, he's big in Tennessee. I promise you, that's it. He might be, but for me, like any and all excitement that I do have for this match is not because Jeff Jarrett is the special guest referee. I could probably care less. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff would be very upset about that. Um, about that, but it would make more sense to make Paul Heyman the goddamn referee, like or, or, or tag team. 
have a tag refs, you know, and you can have one on the outside. Yeah, looking the in. Alpha Academy or something. Yeah. It just felt really random and out of place. If Jeff Jarrett had been part of the bloodline for a while, like advocating for them and stuff, yeah, okay, then <laughs> intervened at some other point. But during at some point during the feud that's been going on at this moment in time, then I'd understand. But like it literally came out of nowhere. Like nah. he doesn't it, even want to. He it, doesn't it. even want to be there. He just wants to be with his baby tonight. That that's as simple as that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I think he really wanted to show off his guns. Like, <sighs> I, I want yeah. guns. That's it. But it's just like just there advocating for the bloodline. It's hilarious. It, it's the random like download content from 2K. You know when they give you certain wrestlers and it's like yeah, it's just Jeff Jarrett. It's using random pairing. You know like and the bushwhackers. Random with Jeff Jarrett, like the one rap that you probably didn't actually expect. Yeah, well we'll move on to Raw, July 18th. Big time Bex with a solid promo. And then Blair retaining versus Mella. The KO show with Riddle, with Rollins attacked. Um, we saw Priest able to get a win in his match uh, against Ray Mysterio with a version of Ray's Edge. Dominic ended up agreeing to join Judgment Day and they stopped attacking his father. But when they did, they started attacking Dom instead. So Dom doesn't really learn. Rollins beat Zeke again. AJ Styles beat Fury by count out thanks to Ziggler. Um, we should be worried about Logan Paul, actually. So rigid on promo and just not likeable. Miz TV in the main event slot didn't work. Paul escapes an attack from Chumper and Miz. Uh, Gina, is there anything about Logan Paul that you like? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, that's all I have to say. Jaxie, anything you like about Logan Paul? Because I'm struggling as well. Yeah, no. Um, I, I don't know him, but no. Monty, any positives from this? He's tall. They should just make go. him a heel. I don't understand why they don't, because even when he bloody name-dropped his stupid brother, the booze <laughs> that came across, it's like, this man is a straight-up heel. Like, you cannot no. force us to like him. He's trying he so can't. hard to be likable and failing miserably. It's mm. hilarious. It's messed well, up I, that they're forcing I, him to be likable. Dude, and he is not likable. He comes across as a pompous prick. And... Yeah. yeah, I just, I don't even want to like him, so. <laughs> well, moving on quickly to the SmackDown July 22nd. <laughs> Stephanie kicks Joe and talks about her dad retiring. They get a thank you Vince chant. And then Ludwig beat Nakamura. And as you said, Monty, Volta still chopped the shit out of him. Uh, Corbin, <laughs> Corbin and Pat Brawl. Uh, Woods in a unicorn mask was freaky as fuck. I don't know if anybody else saw this, but that, that gave me a nightmare just seeing Woods there. <laughs> uh, vicious Viking Raiders beat Shanky Mahal by count out. We got Shaladies and Shenanigans. Raquel beat DeVille. Uh, and then we know about Maxine Dupree making her way. And in the main event, 
A six-man tag match. Madcap Moss and the Street Profits versus Usos and Theory. Uh, Theory used a briefcase to blast Moss, joining the DQ. But then Brock Lesnar made his advertised appearance and obliterated an F5. The Beast blasted Theory with a briefcase to deliver another F5 to a deafening ovation. Um, this was really interesting. I mean, Jack's, the rumours around on SmackDown was that when we heard the news about Vince retiring, Brock walked out. And they might have her rewrote the show and obviously popping up at the end. I don't think Brock's got a bigger pop than that in a while. Uh, so it's interesting to see actually what happened. Was that a work? Like, you know, as, as soon as I heard his music drop, I actually asked myself straight away, was that work where we meant to think that Brock had left? Um, or or was that really, like, you know, did that really happen? And did he decide last minute, oh, nah, I'll come back, you know? So who knows? Yeah, I know. Really, really interesting. Yeah, Meltzer time. claims he came back like 30 minutes into the show, uh, and they 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 sat him down, and they they didn't. I he didn't say they begged or anything, but I'm I'm saying they probably begged, yeah. <laughs> or just told him like, bro, like, dude, you're contracted, like, so yeah. <laughs> if you want to get paid, I suggest you come back. <laughs> Problem is with Brock that you can't say you better do this or else because then you have to come up with right. more else. And or else is not an right. option. You know, Taker's not there Not anymore. really. So, he had, knowing Brock, he found a way to get another million out of him yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> this is saying interesting stuff. But it was the dawning of a new era in the week because it was the Raw, uh, first Raw under Triple H in Madison Square Garden. And we started with a brawl between Miz and Logan Paul. Uh, and it looks like Mike's gone back. Oh my gosh, that that brawl from Miz and Logan Paul just, it started out of nowhere. It literally, the brawl opened and it was just there happening. And it's like, wait, did I miss half of the show already? Like, I I had to actually rewind the stream to check if I had actually missed the start of the show because it just opened straight up with them fighting. Yeah. NXT used to love doing that open, by the way. Uh, uh, starting the show with a bunch of chaos going on. NXT, when Triple H booked it, loved doing it. About the Attitude Era, they would start off with like Raw That content is not really enjoyable when you are actually opening up with the Miz and Logan, which actually right now nobody cares about. So. I yeah. mean, yeah. They wanted to save you for the booze that Logan was probably going to get. Yeah. <laughs> in an opening promo. To be so fair. Like I said, it was classic NXT. If it was in a car park, it would be an OG black and gold. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, you feel me. Exactly. <laughs> and then the head of the table, who was loved by the New Yorkers. I will say, Manson Square Garden looked and sounded fantastic as well. There is saying. Mm-hmm about seeing it sold out and actually people looking forward to seeing the show. That adds a layer to it. Um, and again, I will know about Heyman, Mike issues, but he managed to save it. Theory interrupted. <laughs> and then the line that everybody loves, your daddy ain't here anymore. I mean, Jaxie, that pipe bomb uh, <laughs> from Roman is left very stunned. Yeah, I mean, it definitely was one of those like moments where I was kind of gobsmacked as well. I was like, what kind of retort are you going to come back with on that? Nothing. 
<laughs> you got told to say shit. You're f- taking a bitch slap to the face, you know. <laughs> well, Fury stayed in the ring after the break, and Drew made his entrance. So it felt like a good flow to the show. Drew versus Mr. T ended with Sheamus causing a D tag match with Lashley followed. Do you know what? I never thought I would see Drew and Bobby getting on after what happened at WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's so weird to think the friend. I'm, I'm saying to Drew, just claymore him. You can't trust Bobby. You can't trust him. <laughs> so, I love them kind of staring each other down though. Yeah. At first too, before Theory got their attention, like like they they you know they're cool because they got common enemies, not because they like each other. So yeah, but, I like that. Well, uh, Dolph cost Theory the match. Who also got super kicked by the Usos? It was not. There is a list of people that hate Theory, which is about ten or twelve people long at this moment in time. <laughs> um, but thinking about Dolph Ziggler, he is the Neil Patrick Harris of WWE. I expect him to break into a musical number when he's like on the show because he's just such a variety man. You know, so he could do anything, yeah. Ziggler. Uh, and you see where he put him kind of now. Then we celebrated 20 years of Ray, uh, and he's in my top five, I would say. Nice heartfelt speech by Ray, and it's saved into Judgment Day versus Mysterio, which the face is one. And then Ray returned and attacked not only Ray's daughter, and then his son, and then Ray himself. So Ripley beat the <laughs> shit out of all of them. What what Murphy would think. But, I mean, <laughs> Monty, how cool is it Ripley? <laughs> Just like destroying the three of them, just like yeah, fuck you guys. Oh, I loved it. I could not believe Ray's daughter had the nerve to step to Rhea of all people. <laughs> like she was going. I can't believe Ray and Dominic let her step to Rhea. Like Rhea's been manhandling y'all for for months. I, like she been manhandling men. Why would you let your daughter would, do that? I was shouting at my TV. Rip, no, rip, Aaliyah, rip. <laughs> Why did they lift? I was actually it? screaming at the TV saying, Oh, Rhea's trying to show down and be like, Buddy's my man now, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, my goodness. Buddy Murphy getting receipts. Then yeah. that Aaliyah, then Aaliyah ain't no. Poor Aaliyah. That's all I got to say. Poor Aaliyah. But this was great, though. I, I did enjoy them crashing the party because it's just like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't care. Celebrate your night. Not not right now. They just was just evil. That's what it is. Rhea laughed, too. She had a cackle. <laughs> like, she just felt like she was enjoying ruining, ruining Ray's night. So, it was fun, man. It was a nice, nice little fun side of the Judgment Day. And a great way for Rhea to come back after a time off. Yeah, without that, where we saw Bianca Belair promo turning to fight with Becky. Uh, Alexa Bliss once back. Rousey beat up Nikki in Dewdrop. Then we had the impulsive... TV with Paul beaten down by missing Chumper. Not well received would be an understatement. Uh, but Maurice, this is what I loved. Because anybody, again, this is my point, that says like Maurice is only there for certain reasons. Look how she worked the crowd and showed Logan how to actually do it as well. And they're going to Madison Square Garden, no problems whatsoever. Yeah. Um, Ziggler and AJ then beat Alpha Academy. And uh, up next main event, well, Roman Reigns. And this is weird because he has turned into an attraction because there's not many wrestlers who can come out a second time. And just because he's in his wrestling gear gets the crowd to pop even harder than that. But it was Bloodline beating Riddle and Profits before getting busted open. Um, I was a little bit surprised Riddle got beaten cleanly and then Rollins came down to curb stomp him 
on the stairs to, as we were, take him out of SummerSlam. But I thought this was interesting. Gina, what do you think of the Bloodline main event in Raw and what happened to Riddle as well? I mean, I'm not surprised that that um, happened at the end. But I'm also kind of like, well, what's going to happen next? Because I'm not sure whether a match is actually happening on SummerSlam or not for them. I don't think it is anymore. Um, But I I, I felt like it was a a good ending to Raw, I guess, especially because it was like the go-home show for for Raw. So I knew it was going to end on something like that. And I was expecting some tomfoolery. But yeah, Seth came out and just rinsed Riddle. Like Riddle was just out. Yeah, Riddle was just out. Like the way that stomp, the way his body was angled, getting that stomp on the steel steps, it was just, it was hilarious in a way. But it also looked like it hurt so bad. So yeah, I I don't mind the the bloodline being in the main event, but I'm biased because I love the bloodline, and for me right now they're the main storylines that are working on WWE. So it made sense. Yeah, I think without doubt. Well, I think Raw overall was quite good. The first hour went by quick. It still lagged for me in the second hour. But again, it helped the way the setting and the crowd, which is not going to happen every week on Raw. But you can see, like I said, Triple H's fingerprints with the starting with the brawl and the kind of the cohesive story throughout. And then finally, SmackDown July 29th. And we started with a good old-fashioned Donnybrook. What the fuck is a Donnybrook? Is that... It meant to be like a British word or an Irish word or Monty. I was going to say we definitely thought. I definitely thought y'all knew because I did not know. Yeah, I, I, know. I, I, I knew. It was an Irish thing. I thought it was an Irish thing. Maybe. No, I don't. Maybe. Yeah, I'm not. Sure that is. And do you know what, See. Michael Michael Cole did fuck all to explain it, but he. <laughs> Donnybrook about 16 fucking times throughout the match, and yet you failed to actually explain what the fuck a Donnybrook is. So I I ran Jaxi this morning and I said, is Donnybrook Uh a person? (laughs) (laughs) It's a a North American and Australian. Seen an uproar, disorder, a heated argument. That's a Donnybrook. (laughs) It's a heated argument. Yeah, it's just slang for a brawl. It's just slang for a brawl. It's old American talk. We don't even say it no more. So oh, I don't know why gosh. they use it. The good old fashioned. Good old fashioned. <laughs> like, I don't know why they use it. It's yeah, the old fashioned <laughs> one. Like 40 style. Like, you know what I mean? You're, you're not even yeah. punching right. You're punching with the back of your. Well, Bruno San Martino <laughs> yeah. used to have good old fashioned. Yeah. Like, Donnie Brooks. Exactly. Insane. Yeah, there you go. It's just no. old talk. Yeah, old talk. <laughs> well. As for the match, this started hot and didn't actually slow down. Uh, we will see Drew in the main event of Clash at the Castle. How exciting is that, Gina and Jaxi, that after SummerSlam, the next event, we will be there watching. And we know now, Drew, I mean, for me, you know, Drew McIntyre main eventing. It's like a dream come true. I might start tearing up now, you know. Future. I already know it, but it's cool. We got you. Don't worry. We'll be there with tissues for you. Yeah. In... I mean, oh, I, I love how that. you're saying we got you. I love how my sister is saying we got you, James. No, James, good luck, okay? Good luck being at this event with me and my twin. We are going to get you in so much trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right there. Uh... Just don't let me start in the gym too early, okay? And then we'll be fine. 
Okay. Well, I just, you know, I don't want Michael Cole to be saying, Andrew McIntyre, the new universal champion. And wait, there seems to be a fat man with a beard with a WNR t-shirt jumping into the ring. Wait a minute. You know, security pulls me off, so to speak. Uh, but <laughs> we'll, no. see. we'll see. Well. This, you've got a couple of the wings just someone right yep. now the crowd. Yeah, we totally would be the type to... I know what we'd do. We'd see Theory and just jump the barrier and just like, you ass! <laughs> <laughs> Monty just watches the three of us like getting fucked up by security. <laughs> oh, killing myself laughing and also taking double door out Monty, of my wait bio. The phone. <laughs> the Y'all like, not going to associate me with this man. Yeah. Who the fuck are these three people on you know, Twitter? And you're like, <laughs> yeah, well, double door. What's the double door? I've never heard of it. What are you talking about? You're going to be retweeting the video of us getting tackled by something. That's my fucking Yeah, you know. Tell for those idiots. <laughs> Turn on you guys. They're not yeah. going to say I'm in the double No, nah, that's bad press. <laughs> when we do get So just be on standby, yeah? Oh, it's it's, it's going to be you. it's going to be bad. But yeah, like I said, Drew McIntyre is in the main event. This was a fantastic match. Uh, Drew didn't want to end Sheamus, and, and Drew did more. I don't want to call it like, you know, talk about Ric Flair's last match earlier, but like Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair at WrestleMania. The way Drew was looking at Sheamus was like he really, you know, didn't want to get the job done, but, you know, had to, I suppose. Unfortunately, though, McIntyre was laid out afterwards by Theory with the Money Bank briefcase. It's weird how the briefcase affects some people and not others, but more on that in a little bit. <laughs> Uh, but remember, Theory got booed in his own hometown of Atlanta. Remember, even MJF didn't get booed in his own hometown. Now, I'm not saying Theory's a bigger hill, but when you can't get a positive reaction from your mum and dad, you know, you and your fat friends and family, you know, there's like wrong. Yeah. Um, That's he. <laughs> I'd else I really enjoyed on SmackDown was. Um, Obviously, they run through the card, as as you know. But Corbin being in the crowd shouting during it actually made it, again, unintentionally hilarious. And even throwing popcorn at Pat before delivering a low blow. Uh, we also saw Paul Heyman and Theory I chatting. was actually wetting. I was wetting myself at that. I, I kind of oh. dislike Happy Corbin all the time. Mm. But that had me in stitches just watching him chat shit behind Pat. <laughs> he just didn't shut up, did he? promote the the SummerSlam matches so it would go to like sort of the screens of of those matches and you would still hear Corbin chatting shit and it was just hilarious I could not stop laughing at it well yeah but one thing to maybe worried about if you're Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar like I said Paul Heyman speaking with theory we then see Shotzi beating Numph and then Ronda destroyed Shotzi and then Ronda team would live to beat Natalia and Deville. This is all right, I suppose. And then referees' instructions, the Prophets and the Usos. And after some golden by Double J, the champions and challenges brawled. Jarrett uh, a super kick in the melee. I'm laughing because it was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> he sold it. <laughs> Both legs all the way in the air. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> is it? But the thing I liked is even like with Jimmy going to Jay, it is, is again, 
I was like Jack and Jing, but it's like, well, apologize to him. You've just super kicked him in the face. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. What you doing, man? They were treating him like, like he was their father, their senior citizen or something. Like, it was hilarious. <laughs> and I loved the Double J music. I think that is uh, going to be good. And it's uh, going to be a really good rematch. And then the new Vicious Viking Raiders beat the New Day. And in the main event segment, uh, the special counsel Paul Heyman claimed Lesnar would only dethrone the trouble and end the 700-day run over his damn dead body. The beast sought to test that claim, interrupting and stalking towards the squared circle. Before he could damage a man he once called a friend, Fury attacked with a money in the bank briefcase. Again, this had no effect. Brock was like, I'm not saying this at all. <laughs> And instead, suplexed uh, Theory and hit with the own briefcase. I bet no briefcase shots hurt uh, before, before Theory escaped. But then a claymore by McIntyre, who ended the show by staring down Lesnar, a callback to their previous rivalry and a potential preview of the Clash of the Castle main event. Like I said, setting up four potential matches there. Obviously, we could have a Clash of the Castle Theory versus McIntyre. could be McIntyre versus Lesnar. could even be Lesnar versus Theory, for all we know. And, of course, Roman Reigns involved there, even like a China triple threat. This is a type of shit that I really liked. Uh, like I said, it'll be interesting to see Jaxi, just in a selfish kind of way if you were going to pick the clash of the castle main event now what would you want to see mm. and, I, and i'll ask you gina in a minute as well see i actually asked myself this question today because if it's it's a really hard decision because uh instantly i i want to say that i would want to see daddy reigns in the main picture you know against drew um that being said, what I wouldn't give to see Brock Lesnar live, you know? Uh, so it's a really tough decision, that one. Um, one that I'm really torn between. Uh, I think overall, just because of level of excitement and I, as I expect to see the Usos at Clash of the Castle, I'm going to go ahead and say Roman Reigns. Um, but I don't think I'm going to actually be disappointed either way. Do you know, that's an excellent point. I would love to see Brock Lesnar um, <laughs> wrestle life, <laughs> and it is difficult. Gina, what about you? I mean, I would have gone with the same answer that Jaxi gave, but I will, I will admit that the ending of SmackDown when um, McIntyre came out and hit Theory because he was getting his kind of like revenge back on him, but and then just seeing Brock and Drew stare each other out. I was slightly excited to be like, I would like to see this. I would really like to see it mm. and imagine seeing that in person. So I do think that the ending of that just got me a little bit more excited to see maybe Brock versus Drew because we have had Brock versus Roman so many times already. And I think it's about time we stop. But I'm also not going to complain if I get to see, you know, our tribal chief in person. Well, the thing is as well, I think the match I don't want to see is Theory versus McIntyre. Because if Theory was to cash in at SummerSlam and then to have that match at Clash of Castle, you think lose there. But then again, I don't want Theory cashing in. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't want Theory cashing I, I, in I don't, either. I don't want it. I just don't want it. <laughs> I do think like that that would be a really like depleting match if they if that's what happened uh, tonight with SummerSlam with him cashing in. However, my theory, no pun intended, uh. goes. 
no <laughs> uh, goes that I, I believe that theory is going to try to cash in at clash at, at, uh, at the castle, but like he'll be the one pinned. So yeah, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's it's difficult, isn't it? It's like yeah, I mean, if that was added to protect a certain someone, yeah. if a certain someone's going to win it. But imagine, of... imagine seeing Reigns. Like I said, I'm the same with you guys. Like McIntyre versus Reigns, I think to see Reigns stop that 700, uh, see McIntyre stopping that 700 day reign. Uh, oh, I, I, just incredible. fucking imagine, just imagine us jumping up and down. Yeah. But... <laughs> comes out and fucks it all up i swear to god <laughs> my strength not to jump over that barricade and knock him the fuck out it's, it's gonna be really really interesting like i said the clash of the castle is just one show away now it is it's so near and we are going to be there live and it is going to be unbelievable but like i said we have got SummerSlam. um i mean downs are going to be interesting in the coming weeks with triple h so we'll keep an eye on that. But SummerSlam match card. We're going to run through the card. And, of course, with predictions. Now, with everybody with predictions, all I ask is everybody's got their predictions written down in front of them. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, we'll talk about the prediction leagues. We do have prediction leagues here. But no one wants me the AEW and the bonus one today because it's all about the WWE pay-per-view prediction league and at the moment we are all level at four points each now I cannot believe we are level at this point in time uh, not due to you know whatever abilities each has got to predict stuff but just that happens that <laughs> it's just so close <laughs> it's great for everything so we are going to do predictions so Great. Someone could take a lead here tonight. And like we said, with only uh, what four more events, this could be vital. So this could be very, very as we talk about the card and predictions. So we're going to start with Logan Paul versus The Miz. And Jaxi, we will start with you. Uh, okay, so to be honest... I- I want The Miz to win, but I don't see Logan Paul losing this, um, especially now that he's officially signed with the company. I do see him picking up the win. Um, this is a match that I actually want to watch because I I want to see if there is any progression in what we have previously seen in Logan Paul. I don't want to, just because I dislike the man doesn't mean I want to you know, like fully not give his match a chance. So I do want to see this match. I do feel like there's going to be a lot of just shit come into play with Champa getting involved. And that is probably to try and help people boo the Miz rather than Logan Paul. But either way, I think Logan's going to get booed, um, but he'll still win. Can we mention Champa's promo as well? Uh, that he hit? I mean, if he does more of that, then he will become a star on Raw, you know. It was it was really good actually. I, I enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the type of stuff he did on NXT, and if he gets a chance here, but like I said, he's a punching bag for Logan Paul at the moment. Uh, Monty, which way are you going to go in this one? Yeah, it's hard to bet against Logan Paul, you know, uh, especially in the celebrity element of it. But also, even if you want to still consider him a celebrity now that he's officially signed, but 
also, he's still, uh, you know, it's just still hard for me to believe that the Miz would get the victory in this spot. Uh, but, I'm, you know, it really does make you wonder because, you know, if they're trying to make Logan Paul a babyface, I feel like the only shot he really has is to go and, like, to prove it in the ring. And even then, it's still going to be tough because some people are going to always not have nice things to say about him. But if he can impress in the ring, maybe public opinion can start to change as time goes. But I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Because I thought he did great at WrestleMania. But keep in mind, he was a heel and the crowd hated him. So, you know, maybe that played, uh, that does play a factor in why he looked so good then. So with the roles reversed, and he probably possibly still be getting booed, but now he would have to act like a baby face, act like he's not affecting him. I don't know. That's one element that I am concerned with, but that does make this interesting to see. But I'm going with Logan Paul winning. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, the Miz has fucked me over so many times. Uh, I would say Logan Paul as well. Gina? Yeah, I've gone with Logan as well. Yeah, I've got... I sense a, a non-fucking around with predictions today. I think everybody is taking them seriously. So this is going to be, I think, pretty close either, you know, either or. Uh, up next, again, another, I say celebrity, Pat McAfee, who's kind of one of her own now, going against Happy Corbin. Uh, Monty, yeah. which way do you think this is going to go? Yeah, as much as I like what Corbin's been doing. By the way, I think he has, like, unlimited lives. He's always going to be, like, you. I think you mentioned this before. He always finds his way in these cards. And it just seems like now at this point, Corbin's at the point in his career where he's just having fun. He knows what he is. Like, he's always going to be – he's been in the same position a lot. So I just – I really do want to give him props for always doing his best, even if people don't really ever like him or ever give him the credit he deserves. So uh, I think this will be fun. This will probably even be – uh, a surprise. I don't know about show stealer, but it definitely can be a surprise. Good times, and I'm I'm looking for Pat to uh, showcase what he's done in his two prior uh, in ring performances before this. So I think Pat is going to win. Yeah, I think that again. This is with Pat there with Corbin. I mean, Corbin hasn't got a chance, has he? You know, but again, it shows the ability that he loses his last two pro. You know, McIntyre program went for four or five right. months or whatever it was. The Mad <laughs> Cat Moss stuff we lost. And was the definitive loser, and now finds himself in a big match SummerSlam feud. Uh, <laughs> you, Gina, which way do you see this going? Um, I actually have written Happy Corbin down to win. So, yeah, I'm just going to go with that. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> we've got Jaxi, what about you? Yeah, see, do you know what? I actually had to think about this one because, believe it or not, I'm, this is one of the matches that I'm kind of really anticipating watching. Um, I think the the build-up and, and the promo work for this uh, between these two has been great, um, and I think they've worked really well with each other. And I've got a, I've got to say, um, I agree with a lot of what Monty was saying about Corbin, and um, I do believe he's growing on me. Um, growing on me in terms of like just like how dedicated he is to the characters he plays um he, he has been delivering like uh great matches as well and i can i can see this one being um maybe one of the highlights of the night um it was a difficult decision because i actually felt like maybe there could be a chance that corbin could win as well but i've ultimately i've gone with pat mm, i think pat is a safe guess but then again gina proved us all wrong with the bobby lashley pick Last month, so you never, ever know. 
Up next, no disqualification tag match. The Mysterios versus Judgment Day. Gina, which way do you think this is going to go? Oh, gosh. I, I mean, I'm just going to go out on a whim here and say for like the hundredth time that I feel like this is where Dominic will turn on Daddy and he'll join Judgment Day. And I've got Judgment Day to win because of that. So that's what I'm going to go with. <laughs> no. I I have got a reason why Dom will be turning heel. I will tell everybody in a minute. Um, Monty, what about you? Yeah, I, I, it was tough. This was actually a really tough one because I thought about it going a couple ways. I can see it going the Mysterio's way, uh, especially with Rhea uh, being out there in the picture. And I'm saying maybe Edge can show up with Beth and help. But then I said, you can still pull that off and the Mysterio still lose because I feel like Judge Day even though they, they have won in this feud with the Mysterios, it's been one-on-one encounters when they win. Uh, in the tag matches, at least two times, they've gotten out smart and, you know, and the Mysterios are taking advantage. So I just feel like a good way to make judgment, they continue to look strong, especially if they're going to be doing something with Edge down the line or whenever that may be, or at SummerSlam. I think uh, Judgment Day should get this victory. And even if it ends up being a new member in Dominic, I'm down with that too. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Jackson? Again, agree with both what Gina and uh, Monty have said. I just really do believe that this could be the time that Dom turns heel. So um, I have gone with Judgment Day as well. Yeah, uh, he is going to turn heel. Uh, not just because of the story kind of leading into it or for the right time to do it, but he's grown a mullet. And we all know when a mullet is grown on a professional wrestler, the majority of <laughs> times, you are a heel. And much like Eddie Guerrero at his greatness when we had the mullet, mm. we are going to see the turn. So it's the, the I was waiting for him to grow the mullet. I saw it on Raw and my eyes lit up. So Dom will turn on uh, and join the Judgment Day. And again, we might have an edge <laughs> return after or tomorrow night calls. He's got Beth Phoenix yeah. as well, so we've got the Ray Ripley angle. We can play into that. Uh, but, yeah, I think Judgment Day. But, yeah, he'll turn for Dom. I think, Gina, you're bang on the money there. Uh, up next, the United States Championship match. Bobby Lashley versus Theory. Uh, Monty, which way do you see this going? <laughs> uh, yeah, well... The opposite of where I went last time. <laughs> Bobby Lashley uh, easily will retain. He looks like just like one of the biggest stars in the company. The reception he gets weekly now has just been incredible to watch and hear uh, every time he's coming out to the ring and uh, doing his thing. He's been built like a uh, like a superhero. I don't think that should stop for Theory, especially when we know Theory will be coming back out later on that night to do something with the money in the bank whether uh, it end up being a result or not. I think that's pretty much guaranteed. Theory will be returning later on. So I don't see why he needs the United States title, uh, especially when you just took it off of him. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> again, uh, my I've changed my tune as well <laughs> since last month. Uh, I see Bobby kind of running <laughs> for theory now. Um, Jack C, what about you? I, too, changed my tune. <laughs> and I'm gonna go with Bobby to return. <laughs> I made that mistake once, and Gina proved us all wrong. So I'm not doing that again. 
This is when Gina hey. goes fear. <laughs> this is when she goes, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you're making my head blow up. No, I'm joking. Um, no, I've gone with I've gone with good old Bob. Uh, Bob. He's gonna win this. They're not gonna have they're not gonna have him win it from theory and then just let him lose it back. And like you said, we all know he's coming back out, so we'll see. You know, but Bobby's got this one in the bag. He's he just looks so good right now. If he loses to theory, they're gonna just shoot that to shit. <laughs> they really are. Um, with these. I tell you what, so there is how many matches on the card? I should really, I think there's eight matches that are on there, and I am really struggling mm-hmm. with three of them. So I'm going to leave those three <laughs> to last, and I'm going to do one at uh, the Raw Women's Championship Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. Long term storytelling. Long term. <laughs> Hang on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Heavily, just calm down. This is, this is this is a year in the making. Not only, right, I would just want a yes or no as well. Gina, I'll ask you, considering I can guess who you're going for. But will Bianca win in 27 seconds to repeat history from last year? Oh, I mean, I would love that to happen, and I, I hope it does. I don't know if they will, though, because, you know, we had that little brawl from them both on Raw. So I think they're going to want to give us an actual match between Bianca and Becky. But I, I definitely would not be disappointed if Bianca beats Becky in under 27 seconds. It's, it's going to be... I mean, Jaxie, what about you? Which way do you go for? That is a, it's a really interesting concept to do it that way. But I also kind of... Um, I, I sort of... Before that, I believed more that we were going to get the match we should have gotten from last year and have a decent, you know, um, lengthy-ish brawl between both men. Um, I can see it playing out both either way. Um, I kind of hope that it's the uh, the it that it that it lasts uh, longer than twenty-seven seconds, just because like seeing both of these women in the ring so I just feel like we'll kind of be cheated out of you know watching uh, their talent but if it does happen that way it just kind of makes Bianca come across a lot more dominant and exactly where, what she should look like so I, I don't think I'll mind either way No I think without a doubt it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens there. Monty what about you? Which way are you swaying? Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to be on the retain. Uh, I jokingly said it on my podcast that she would win her belt back in 26 seconds, 27 seconds, or whatever. Uh, just, you know, I wasn't serious. But if it does happen, I would definitely take definitely uh, take it. And, lo- and I would enjoy it because it would be nice. It would be crazy because I can already see Becky spiraling right after, going right back into her slump. But, you know, but – if we're going with the story that the slump for Becky is over, then it probably would just make more sense for them to just have a competitive, uh, you know, title match and Bianca come out the winner, in my opinion. Uh, but we'll see what happens. But I, I'm going with Bianca redeeming herself from SummerSlam either way. Yeah, I mean, like I said, if it's anything like WrestleMania, it's going to be an absolute cracker. So these women can still the show. So I think that's all Belair across the board. I don't know if I, I don't know if I confirmed my pick, but my pick is Belair. I apologise. I got distracted by my dog. I'm not going to lie. Um, 
<laughs> and that's not euphemism. Uh, so we, before we move on to the free ones, I'm going to ask, we're going to have a couple of bonus points on the line. Um, of course, one of the bonus ones is the cashing cards. Now, I used up my cashing card at Money in the Bank predicting when Drew would do it. But you three still have got cashing cards, which means you can call when it happens or not. Now, for a bonus point, does anybody... I'll start with you, Jaxie. Do you think Theory will cash in tonight? Do you want to use your cashing card for a chance for a bonus point? No, I don't think he's going to cash in tonight. Um, I think it will be uh, at the next pay-per-view. Okay. Um, Monty, what about you? So when you say cash in, are you talking about successfully? Does like does like a getting the bell the ring count? Like what are we... A cash, he's, a he's cash got cash in. He Does he just got an attempt? No, no okay. attempt. He's got officially. So the match has the like the bell has yes. to be rung. Yeah, he, no, no briefcase afterwards. Yeah, and yeah, Gina, I think he's do you want to risk it for a biscuit? No, I think I even said when you first introduced the cash in that I definitely think that theory will be cashing in at Clash of Castle, so I won't be cashing it in today. I have to ask, and another one I'm going to ask as well is. We, if Seth Rollins is going to show up. Now, he might not, but Riddle is no longer there. Uh, it is not unlike Triple H to have maybe a surprise. So if, we're just going to pretend Seth Rollins does come out and someone will answer the call. I'm not saying it is going to happen, but if we were uh, to guess a wrestler, just for a bonus point, just for fun, who would we pick? Now, Monty, I'll ask you first. If someone was going to come out for Rollins, who would it be? This is hard, man, especially with the timing of it. Because the only person, that, in my opinion, that honestly makes sense for them to clear space for them to come back to uh, to get him is and I is the guy who I think it would be physically impossible, right? Like that's the only thing I'm saying. It's just hard. Like the only person that makes sense storyline from a from a past storyline perspective is Cody. But it's no way. It's like I don't. It's no way he can physically. I mean, I didn't think he could wrestle with it. So maybe it is, but I, I don't know. So, but Gargano mm. is a great pick, like outside of that. But he just don't make sense. And I thought I'm thinking if Triple H is gonna do this, shouldn't the surprise at least make a little sense? Because I don't necessarily know where Gargano's relation. Uh, oh, never mind. No, never mind. Never mind. You're right. I just thought of. I just thought of a relation. So never mind. So, <laughs> going back, Gargano. <laughs> So, Gargano is the one I'm going to go with. You're going to go Yeah, I have to. It's, it's the only two that make sense, and I just that thought about sense. that. Riddle got to pull from that team, so I forgot. So, But, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Gina, <laughs> what about you? Who would be Seth Rollins' opponent if he was to be one? I mean, I had this conversation with Jaxie actually a couple of days ago because um, I was confused. I thought we were getting Seth versus Matt at SummerSlam and I think they announced on like one of four SmackDown that it was cancelled um, and so that's when and I said to Jaxie do you think that they're going to find another person for him to fight like Seth to fight and then they say Riddle versus Seth to at the Clash of Castle and um, when she said well who do you think it would be I was like the only person I could think Johnny Gargara so I, again, I don't know if he's... I, I actually don't even know if, if he's still officially signed with them or not. Is he? If Johnny's a free agent, but... He I don't think free... so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's a free agent. Yeah. It'd, be, oh. it'd be equivalent of, you know, 
Willy Wonka having a factory and Charlie going, do you know what? I might have a shot now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, he's the only one I can think of, though, because, again, I I had the same thought as Monty. It can't be Cody. It's too soon for the injury that Cody had. It's way too soon. Yeah. Uh, Jaxie? I'm just going to go with Johnny. You're going to go with Johnny. Jaxie, what about you? Um, So, I'm confused because I swear that Johnny turned up on Impact recently, so... I'm not a hundred percent sure whether or not it would be him, but I really you did. You didn't say nothing, Jay. <laughs> That's why I, like, I just kind of read about it. I didn't actually. Wait, so did he turn up on Impact? Like, as in, he's a full-time wrestler there. He's been signed, yeah. or it's a guest appearance. So I suppose it, he still could, like, be agent, like, announced him on Impact. Could be signing with them, right? And, uh, um, hmm. I honestly can't think of anyone else that would actually kind of come out for this because like I had a thought about Gunther but like Gunther's a heel so why would he bother come out do you know what I mean so yeah. I if there could be anyone yeah. else but what you, you suggest which could be Johnny Gargano um, I'm going to kind of just go with your decision, you both Monty and Gina's decision with Johnny on this, but only because I really can't think of anyone else who would like, like, right, really okay. come out. Yeah, so, yeah, don't feel bad. Who else? Gagano. So, first off, Johnny Gagano was on Impact, but only in the video package. He Like, he Skyped in. Ah. So, it was just oh, all about okay, Alex okay. Shelley getting a world title nice. shot. So, he did it as a favour to a friend. Um, if Gagano did it on Pact, you would all be hearing about it from the start. Kushida. Because right? fucking Kushida was on Impact, everybody. <laughs> I will say, Kushida showed up <laughs> and had a match against Rich Swan. Oh, uh, fucking fair play. So, my man, I'm seeing more Kushida now due to Strong and uh, all the stuff <laughs> in New Japan and Impact than I ever have. Which is a joy. Alex Shelley is his former partner, man. He yes, he is. Time splitters. Even I know that, Monty. He's... There we go. <laughs> Just <Yeah>. checking. <laughs> so, my pick, and it's, it's, again, I get accused of being a Drew McIntyre fan a bit too much. But there's another guy I'm a huge fan of. Oh. and Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Uh, but there was another guy <laughs> who... Apart from the Undertaker, I've collected trying, you know, figures and and a lot of memorabilia. And for him to come back, who he made his debut at SummerSlam, he has history with Seth Rollins. He is the biggest free agent in wrestling at the moment, not doing anything. So I think the Fiend Bray Wyatt returns and squashes Ah. Seth uh, in a couple of minutes would be the uh, Triple H literally. Not to be too graphic, Triple H flopping it out and going, there you go, guys. Have Bray back. You know, I'm not mad at this. Yeah, I did not think about that, but I would not be mad at that either. Out of sight, out of mind, Wyndham is, right? (laughs) Man, good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. But it's really like stretching it because I just don't know what Bray Wyatt is thinking in, in terms of just like the real him Bray Wyatt I don't know what he thinks in terms of him coming back to WWE when he's going to make that return mm. so it's really hard mm. to know that that's going to happen but if it does fair play James 
And it's going right. to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, right, back to normal predictions. And the SmackDown women's title was on the line. Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. Um, who should I give this to? Jaxie, go on. Tell us who wins. <laughs> Ronda Rousey, Liv Morgan. Um, I, I definitely think that is going to be a, a Liv Morgan retains. Um, I think it's going to be really like the wrong angle to kind of have Liv lose it this early on after she just won it. But I do think that we may have some potential tomfoolery between either Sonia or Natty coming out and causing disruptions or, or you know, um, you know, stopping Ronda from getting that belt. So, um, you know, I want to believe in Liv, but I do think that with what we kind of saw recently on SmackDown and stuff like that, there probably will be some form of interference or, or distraction, you know? Mm. Yeah, this, this, is, this is a tough one. Monty, what about you? Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I have, I have no goods. No goods about this whatsoever. Like, uh, I'm thinking we're going with Liv Morgan to retain. It was tough because, like, I know it's Ronda's, like, you know, she even mentioned it in the promo, I'm Ronda Rousey. Tough to bet against Ronda Rousey. But in this retrospect, you have to think about that, you know, Liv Morgan has a lot to prove. And I just feel like it would be the wrong move to have her lose uh, decisively to Ronda Hill. Kind of like in the same vein they did. It'll be exactly the same thing that happened to Nikki Nikki Ash, even though I know Nikki Ash was not a character the fans were necessarily behind. But still, she got her got her wings clipped immediately after becoming champion. So I don't really want that for Liv Morgan. And I think the best thing to do is to give Liv, you know, the victory here. Even if it is through nefarious means, distractions, whatever. Hell, even a DQ, the longest Liv retained. But I hope it don't be a DQ because this is a summer slam. Yeah, it be. No, it's not. So, Monty, you're going Morgan. Yeah, Liv Morgan. Gina? What are you saying? Um, yeah, I, I agree with both both Jaxi and Monty. I'm going with Liv. I also think, you know, we could we could potentially get, and this is just a stretch, but we could even potentially get like a bitter Becky coming out after having lost to Bianca and wanting to get herself involved in a different like title picture and a different storyline because after tonight's episode between Becky and and Bianca, it kind of needs to be done here between them. They kind of need to end this storyline or or this feud for at least a hot set. And in my eyes, I think like they would still want to keep Becky up there and in that picture. So could she potentially come down and just you know cause some annoyance or something too? I definitely think Liv is getting the window. That's what I'm going with. But we could potentially get some Becky bitterness coming out. I thought about a Ronda Hill turn. But because I'm saying Dom's doing it, I don't think they're going to have two heel turns there. Will they have a return? Well, Bray might be returning. But I think Morgan to retain, it's the right thing to do. It needs to happen. So maybe even like a Charlotte return as a distraction or something. So Ronda doesn't Fair. make it too weak. She can carry on a feud with Charlotte. Morgan can then go to, you know, DeVille or whoever, Shotzi, whoever it is, and build that from there. So mm-hmm. I am going Morgan, but again, it seems weird going against Ronda, you know? 
it's, it's true. It's, it's tough, man. It's really tough betting <laughs> against her, man. It's so tough. Yeah. I, like I said, a heel turn with her breaking Liv's arm or something, making mm-hmm. her look super vicious. I can see that too. But I, I, I really, uh, I, we're hoping for the other result. <laughs> but let, let's also remember, like the last time she was forcibly made to go heel, like was like the wrong move because she sulked about it. So she supposed <laughs> to be a face. That's true. Well, we have got two matches left. The penultimate match we're going to do is the Undisputed Tag Team Championship. Bows versus the Street Profits with Jeff Jarrett. That is J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T as a special guest referee. Um, Monty, which way do you see this going? Man, this is really tough. Like, I Honestly, especially after watching the last segment, I really wanted to change my answer and go with the profits because it was just like I felt like okay maybe maybe it's time and you can just you know because I can't really think of a strong tag team contender going forward for the Uso after this unless you're going I mean you know again the Ra- Viking Raiders just re-debuted New Day are getting destroyed by them and we've seen New Day and Uso a billion times so I'm just trying to say like where do we go uh with them so I, it really made me wonder but then for some reason it's just it's so. It's just like we said with Ronda betting against Ronda. It's, at this point, that's where we at with the bloodline. It's really hard to bet against them retaining, finding some kind of way, even with Jeff Jarrett being involved, especially with the special referee. You know, as much as I would like to think that he would be the difference, the Uso didn't really cheat when they got that 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 finish at the end. It was just his shoulders was up. I think this time the Uso's winning, they actually go full fledged, like cheat and get a, a legitimate, uh, you know. Dirty victory, but or or decisive victory. Either way, I'm still going with the Uso, even though this is really really hard to predict. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, Gina, what about you? Yeah, I mean, definitely agree with the points Monty make. Um, I'm I'm going Usos all the way. I'm biased. I love the Usos, and I definitely think they're going to retain. But I also think that thanks to that segment um, and the Usos hitting. Uh, Jeff, I think that's a, a a great kind of like what what do they call it like throw away or something or throw off. So it makes you think, oh crap! If the Usos are in Jeff's bad books, that means that they're going to lose right. at this match. Mm. But I think I think it's the opposite. I think like they will still win, probably by heelish he- means. You know, holding on to each other or they'll do something to like Monty said, have, get a cheating win. But I definitely think they tried to throw us off thinking, oh, the Usos could potentially lose this because they hit Jeff. I don't think that's the case. So I'm I'm definitely Usos all the way. And Jaxie? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I actually just definitely see that whole thing with the Usos kicking Jeff Jarrett being a work. And I see him turning on the Street Profits and working in the Usos' favour. I see the Usos retaining... Um, and Jeff Jarrett doing a heel turn himself. That's what I see happening. He keeps t- saying how you know he's going to call it down the middle. He's going uh, and it's just too obvious that he's going to pick or choose a team. And to me, um, you know, Jeff Jarrett, Paul Heyman, they just maybe Paul Heyman's weaved his way into Jeff Jarrett's ear already, and we just don't even know it. So for me, I'm going to go with sort of like a heel turn Jeff Jarrett sort of ref cheating win. Do you know what? I was worried you were going to go to Usos because I've been going to Usos, but there is just something about the profits at this moment in time. 
Do you, I'm not mad at you, man. Do you so already had a year reign? You know, they've mentioned that. They're not bigging it up as much as kind of Roman, no. But it just feels like with WWE as well, like you said, with the tag teams out there, if the Profits win, you could extend this now for at least the next couple of months with rematches. You know, the Usos still probably wouldn't lose a lot. Reigns would be annoyed. But again, that would be added to the story of trying to reclaim the gold or silver as it was now. And the way, you know, Ford is and the Profits, I may be wrong, but I'm going to back the Profits because imagine the pop they'll get do win the, the titles at SummerSlam. It will be a moment that we'll remember in a in hopefully another match of the year candidate. So I'm gonna hang my hat on that. I might be wrong, but I wanted to hear what everybody else said first before I threw myself on the sword. Uh and then finally the main event, Gina, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, number I don't know how many matches, forty seven this might be. Uh but it, this is the last one, they assure us. So which way uh-huh. Which way will it go? <laughs> I mean, this is so difficult. This is I, I've been oohing and on and I've been swapping my answer all day with this one. Especially because, like I said earlier, seeing um, Brock and Drew stare off at the end of SmackDown got me a little bit hyped for their match. Um, I don't know. I can't bet against Roman at this point. I, In a way, like I, part of me thought maybe Austin would cash in here. And then it would be a triple threat. And I thought that would be such a stupid move for Austin. that he can't be doing that. Um, I have to say that I think Roman's going to win it. But I'm not 100% 100 sure. I think I'm going more because I want Roman to win it. But I think it's going to be him. Monty, what about you? Yeah, I'm going Roman retaining in this one. Uh, I... I can make a case that Brock could walk out and then get cashed in on or even just Brock walking out, actually. But honestly, I just believe that going with Roman here to win, it was something about the way Roman treated the whole cash in. Like he just wouldn't swing. And it's probably like, oh, since he's not paying attention to a kid, we look at this like oh, he got so cocky that he got snuck up on by the kid. Or and then he kind of told him after he tried, the, you know, last time he sat the briefcase on him and told him, you know, when you try to cash in, make sure you know what you're doing. And it's just like, okay, so Roman is ready for it, I guess, in a way. But then I also said, if you pay attention to what they've been doing, WWE, Theory has a long list of people who should probably want to stop him from becoming champion just off the fact of him annoying everyone. Like AJ Styles for some weird reason. Dolph Ziggler don't like him for some weird Theory reason. Theory has like Uso, Sami Zayn. Like, exactly. Like Mad half Cap the Moss. roster. Yeah. Bad Cap Moss. Exactly. <laughs> so when you have that laundry list of people who do not want you to do this, it just it seems so stupid for me to me if he just runs out there, cash in, and no one does anything. Like, I, mm. Sami Zayn's fighting for his life and bloodline. I think he would probably be the main one I could see trying to stop him or especially if Roman retains and Theory comes out or something like that. So, I don't know. I just think the laundry list of enemies Theory has made is going to come back to haunt him, and tonight will not be the night, and Roman will walk out still universal WWE champion. Damn, that's a good one. That is a good one. Jack C, want to finish us off with predictions? Yeah, I'm going uh, with everyone else here. I don't see see uh, Theory cashing in. but I do see a lot of distractions potentially uh, playing out in this match. Um, and I see Roman retaining uh, the titles. 
Yeah, I think Roman reigns supreme. Uh, so there we go. I guess everybody is happy with uh, predictions. The Street Profits is going to be interesting. And Gina with uh, Happy Corbin is yeah. to keep an eye out on. But apart from that, very, very close. Uh, but that is it. I mean, final thoughts on this. Like I said, Gina, I will ask you a question. You're the final question. Are you any more excited for SummerSlam now we've done this podcast? You know what I am actually <laughs> probably because we we've reviewed Yay! a lot of stuff and um, I'm excited to kind of see what happens in terms of you know guest appearances, heel turns. Um, so I am more excited than when we st- first started it. So you achieved your goal, guys. Well done. <laughs> well, good job. Good yes. Job, well, that that's it. I'm leaving it there. That is it. Don't forget we're across all social media: Twitter at the Dublin Podcast. I'm at the Dubliner Joe, and you can find the entire Dubliner team on the Twitter banner. Or, Monty, where can people listen to you? Uh, at Mind of Monty Pod. You can type in Mind of Monty on YouTube. Type in Mind of Monty on any podcasting platform. You can check out my, my latest episode where I ran down all the crazy news from all the different promotions and where we're keeping up with, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff. And, oh, yeah, I definitely predicted SummerSlam before this, but you can just go to YouTube, check my snippet. You'll see I was very consistent. I'm always consistent. Anyway, uh, check us out. And uh, check, click the link in my bio, please. Jackson, where can people find you? You can find me across both uh, Twitter and Instagram at Jaxie Scarlett. And finally, Gina. You can find me on the both at Purple Pain. We're Dublin also on Facebook and Instagram. Across all Google platforms, send us an email at Podcast at gmail.com. YouTube is another podcast. We have all the latest clips. Podcasts got the same time on YouTube as do SoundCloud on your phone and also Spotify and iTunes where you can download, subscribe, rate and review there. So that is it. Our next episode will be SummerSlam Review, which I guess will be Wednesday for everybody, but we will... Um, sort that out at this moment in time and then just having a look at the schedule of course we know we've got some summer review coming i'm going to try and do impact i know i promise it every month but i will try and have a look at impact this month um monty we've got heat wave coming up I, I like it, you know, don't get me wrong. It's obviously, the old ECW. You mean names. literally, or are you talking about. Okay, Actually, literally, and. Because <laughs> it yeah. has been a literal one, too. <laughs> yes, we, we, are, we are too hot over here. Uh, also, the G1 Climax 32, for the first time ever in the Dublin podcast, we are going to review that a week after because I am still so behind. It's unbelievable. And then hopefully, <laughs> um, the Wednesday before we go Clash of the Castle, we will do a pod. Talk about Raw, SmackDown and Dynamite. And then obviously have to review Clash and uh, All Out. But then we'll talk about that nearer the time. But that is it for now. I have been James Rose and was joined by the fantastic Jaxie Scarlett. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, thanks everyone for listening. I had fun um, with the team again as well. Enjoy SummerSlam tonight and listen out for our next one, our next predictions. Yeah, and the mind of Monty again. Monty, appreciate you being on the show. He's always fun. Remember, Adonis Brook is basically a street fight. <laughs> and we, we and we've taught Monty <laughs> what a Willie is. So and also, <laughs> and also the genius of Gina. I'm glad we could. I don't want to say cheer you up because it sounds like you're depressed, but you know what I mean by that. <laughs>
I mean, when you take what happened to Ricky Starks happening, I slightly still am depressed. But no, definitely, um, <laughs> definitely more excited for for this WWE pay per view or oh. premium live event. Sorry, premium live event. I've corrected myself. No, you have. You handled. <laughs> Thank you for me. <laughs> I really appreciate you being on, and you handled Ricky Starks like a trooper as well. So I'm glad <laughs> it didn't affect you. Uh, but that is it. Thanks for listening, everybody, and bye.